It's a beautiful night. Once again. Fireworks in the background. Once again. And welcome back, everyone. It is episode 33 of Thirst and Goal. I'm here, Franny. Sonia is in the house at the moment, taking care of some dog or the doggies. Actually, one dog again, <laughs> again, because the fireworks still going off a <laughs> yeah, couple just... days after the Fourth of July. And uh... Ben sitting right across the table from me. Ben, I'm frightened. I want to go under the table as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've had a good number of fireworks this past week as well as the past couple of weeks, but it's been pretty intense. Uh, so those of you out there that have. Dogs that have anxiety, I'm sure you can empathize with our situation. Uh, but Sonia will be out here for the shot yeah. as well as for uh, a few new- other things. Whenever we can uh, get her out here, I mean, unfortunately, you know, you have a neighbor a couple houses down that has some very nice fireworks. Yeah. They look nice, but it scares the shit out of the so dogs. Trip to Arizona. Actually, one dog. Yeah, we, yeah one dog. dog. I mean, couldn't care less. Yeah, doesn't really care as long <laughs> as there's you know some something running around the backyard. He'll chase it, uh, killing, or she'll chase it, killing squirrels as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Friday, how was your week this week? It was a short week. Four days, Ben. I saw you just the other day. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, we posted some pictures on Instagram and on Twitter. The fun that we had, uh, you know, drinking our uh, our beers, our light beers, uh, our favorite light beers, the yeah. Einstock, the Rothaus, and also uh, the Air Boqueron. So uh, we drank quite a few of those. And I didn't have to go to work the next day, yeah. but you did, Ben. I did indeed, and I and I was able to uh, leave myself, you know, ample time to sober up. Uh, but I was not able to get any sleep because thanks to our wonderful <laughs> neighbors here, our dog was literally up until four o'clock in uh, the morning because the fireworks were going off until about two or three or four o'clock in yeah. the morning. It was pretty crazy. I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, do they not have jobs in the morning, or do they? Do they Maybe they're off a long weekend. Like me. I just have, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it was really. Really intense this this year. It wasn't as much in the volume as it was in the length. Yeah. Uh, or or just, just like <laughs> the concussion of. The, I mean, these yeah. are some huge ones. I mean, yeah. these, are, these aren't like the the safe and sane ones. No, these, these are, are the, like the professional quality. These are the ones. Jason Pierre Paul fireworks. Yeah. I mean, these are no joke. These fireworks yeah. we have. I hate year. to laugh at that, but I mean, <laughs> you know, you play with fire. Yeah, and you'll I mean, get burned. I I did it when I was a kid, so you know I, I empathize with people and what they're doing. But wow. Uh, it's Saturday. It's July sixth. It might be time to yeah. Uh, we had a short week. You had a short week, Ben. I mean, how was your week in general? It was good. It was good. It was. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, we're we're gearing up for for some really significant things in the office. So it was. It's been it's been intense. Uh, so I look forward uh, to this podcast very very much. Uh, blow off some steam. Give our listeners some awesome little tidbits from around the league, and hopefully entertain them. As well, yeah, and I mean it's 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 always fun. I love doing these podcasts. Unfortunately, this will be our last one for uh, for a few weeks. We'll go on a short hiatus. We will take a break. Yeah, yeah. So we are. Yeah, we're going to take a few weeks off. Uh, we've been going, you know, strong since November of last year. Missing, you know, a couple weeks in around that Christmas period. because of the holidays. Yeah. And just, I remember we were sick. Also, yeah. I got sick. You got yeah. sick. Sonia got sick. But pretty much from January onward, I mean, it's been podcast every weekend, and I enjoy this so much. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, probably uh, first or second week of August. Uh, we just want to give ourselves a little bit of a summer break so we can get into preseason yeah. and the season uh, when it begins in September in full force, fully rested, and fully ready to go. There'll be plenty of news. Yes, yeah. there will. Uh, yeah, we'll have actually probably five or six weeks of news or yeah. four weeks of news. 
uh, to catch up on when we get back. And we'll have preseason games starting, I think, on... I think they start August eighth, if I'm not mistaken. That so it? that'll probably be right around the time that we start up again. So we'll have. I mean, what, what do you think about the preseason, game? though, Ben? I mean, you think it should be four games, or should they shorten the preseason portion? Oh, they should definitely shorten the preseason by portion. one game, right? I mean, At I think least. I think three games is enough. You know, I mean, I, I think four is. I mean, because the starters don't really play. You know, I mean, they're they're just trying to find who they're going to keep on the on the fifty six yeah. man squad. So I mean, you know, I think you know if you can't figure it out in three games, then you know. For four games. Yeah, and it's pretty intense. I mean, these folks are working it. Uh, you know, right now the rosters have expanded to, I think, 91 oh, 52, or 93. Uh, whatever. Uh, and they've got to pair it back to 53 yeah. by, uh, I think, that's sometime what it is. in August. I knew I was somewhere around there. Yeah, and that's, I was thinking about a card deck. <laughs> I mean, think of it as the head coach, right? I mean, think of it as the head coach, the OC, and the DC. Yeah. The 91 players are out yeah. there. Yeah, I yeah. know you have your position groups. Uh, but as the head coach, I mean, that's, that's an intense number of people to have to manage. I mean, you probably can... You know, give your best guess as to 40, 42 of those guys. Yeah. But you do have to, you know, there are, are tough decisions, as we've seen on Hard Knocks, uh, leading into that, that decision period where you have to pare down the roster. To oh, yeah, and I can't wait to watch the Oakland one. Oh, I can't oh, wait. Yeah, I know, I know. So, uh, ah, it's going to be intense. Although I did, <laughs> although I did recommend uh, the Raiders as one of my, you know, only because the money line was so advantageous for the Raiders to win. Uh, the AFC West, which I still think is a possibility if things go possible. Well, but I don't know, man. Kansas City. I mean, we talked about it last week. Yeah, you know. Derek Carr yeah. is, uh, you know, Derek and Ted's excellent adventure. Not the sharpest tool in the shed, that guy. He looked good for a season. Yeah, he looked or good. Or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was it. And Franny, what are you drinking over there tonight? My usual Ben, my usual Jack and Coke for the evening, you know. Just always, right. always trying to wake myself up. I work today, and so, you know, I need a little bit of caffeine, a little bit of sugar to get me going what about you ben yeah i mean we gear up for this i mean i work all week and then you know franny usually works on saturday i have to unfortunately do a lot of yard work here in southern california i'm sure folks that live in the colder parts of the country are less empathetic but it's <laughs> year-round yard work out here uh, i am drinking a little bit of the rang pour the tangare rang pour uh, yeah. we are not sponsored by jack daniels or tangare uh, but we will happily accept your sponsorship. Yeah, and we posted that picture last week yep. on Instagram and on Twitter. You killed a couple of bottles. We actually didn't have the other bottle because you had another, um, what was that blue one? Oh, uh, the Karun. The, I think, did we have that one? No, no, we had that one. Yeah, yeah, we, we had, had that the, one. The Bombay. You also had a Bombay that you were drinking oh, too the Bombay a while back. Sapphire, that one. So, I polished that one yeah, off. You've, you've killed a, quite a few bottles, Ben. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We entered murdering you. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I murdered that 1.75 liter of Jack. And yeah, this yeah. Is this, the we're second. on to that. I think it was the second, at least the second yeah, Jack. Yeah, and it's halfway through. But, so, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, if you're listening. Yeah. And this is a great summer gin, this Rangpur gin. I mean, this Tangare. I mean, the lime comes through. It's really pronounced. It's not particularly spicy. It mixes well with a couple limes and some decent tonic from your local liquor establishment. <laughs> it really is a fine, fine summer gin, and I'm glad that uh, I was turned onto it. Hopefully, I'll get some of that uh, Isle of Harris gin from Scotland. I'm really looking forward uh, to trying that one. I'm going to try to to see if I can locate some or have some uh, sent over here. I mean, it really, really looks like a great gin. All right, Franny. What are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we're going to make a shout out to some of our new listeners. We have our NFL news, as usual, of course. We have our shot of the week. Uh, we also have our Would You Rather segment 
this time it's me, so me and Ben, and maybe, I don't know if Sanya's going to be out here at the time, but we'll we'll put on our GM caps, and uh, we'll make a decision on uh, a couple of players that I shout out and see uh, you know who you prefer. Really looking forward to that one. <laughs> that's always fun. It's I'm fun. Really that, that, that's a good game, that. Ben. I like that. We have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. Uh, we have our brown taste. This week we have two. Yes. Uh, we have our whistle pig, we have a rye, and we have a scotch, and so they both look... <laughs> Delicious. Yes, yes. The the Ardbeg. The Ardbeg Ard, Scotch. Ardbeg. Ardbeg. Ardbeg? Ardbeg. I'm I think re- it's Ardbeg. I'm really, really looking for... Oh, I actually spelled it wrong on the show notes, so I'll have to change that. <laughs> Close um, enough. Close enough. It's, it's uh, an interesting... Uh, interesting scotch. I have a little bit of background on that. Nice. Uh, Franny uh, ch- chastised me on the 4th of July because clearly <laughs> I hadn't paid attention to all of the information he had with regard to the various regions of Scotland and the, the flavor profile of the scotches as you sort of move around the... the yeah, this, the, is, def- this is definitely different <laughs> yeah. from uh, the Highland, the Spadeside scotches that we have tried on the show. Uh, so yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's it, I don't know how to explain the flavor. It, yeah, it's well, very peaty. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah. Sonia has not. She ha- yeah, she has not. Me, you tried it. We kind of know. I mean, I, I've been thinking it, about it. Yeah, and so have I. Actually, you know, I mean, it's it's an acquired taste, I guess. I mean, either you love it or you hate it. But I, I'm I'm interested enough in it that I want to try it again, and I want to like it. So maybe I will this time around. We'll see. I am looking forward to that as well. And then we have our beer taste test. Um, we're going to sample a Belgian beer last week on the show. Uh, ben mentioned that we had some new listeners from Belgium. And so I said that, you know, we'll go ahead and uh, grab a Belgian beer. There's so many to choose from. And this one is a highly rated beer from Belgium. So we'll definitely try that. We have our shout outs uh, to some of our fellow podcasters out there. We have our top five. We also have our TV update. I'm not sure if you have much of an update. We do, ben. we do. We're almost through. Uh, we're almost through uh, the third season of uh, Last Kingdom, uh-huh. and we're just about wrapping up the second season of Dark. So I really want to hear. Uh, hopefully, I can get. We can get Sonya out here. I really want to yeah. hear her take on both of those shows because I am. I haven't watched either one. Enthusiastically. Of them. Yeah. Uh, behind both of these endeavors. They are very, very good. And we have our quiz of the week. Sonia is doing the quiz, so hopefully she'll be able to do the quiz tonight. Uh, you know, there's still fireworks going off in the distance right yeah. now, so hopefully uh, you know, the dog will you know, calm down a little bit. And then we have Ben's betting corner making its return for the fourth week in a row. Yeah, quick one, quick one. Just throw a little tidbit, <laughs> you know, some tidbits out there. I can't wait uh, to announce all of these results at the end of the season because they will ultimately all come to from at least the the preseason bets will come to fruition either at the end of next season or, or near thereafter so, so and ben be is making these bets but we're, we're not just throwing this out there ben is putting his money down on these i'm not but ben is <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our housekeeping to end the show yes indeed so finally what's first up on the big board First up on the big board, Ben, we have our new listeners, or some of our new listeners. That we'll make a shout out to. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to truncate this segment down significantly. Uh, thank you all so much, all of our loyal listeners as well as the new listeners to the show. Uh, fortunately, we have so many new listeners each week that. We simply can't name them all, so I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to some of our new listeners. We have a new listener, Waterbury, Connecticut, Tacoma, Washington, Malden, Massachusetts, deep in Patriot country. Uh, new listener from Warrensburg, Missouri. 
A new listener from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, we have a new listener from Naperville, Illinois. New listener from Buffalo. Thank you so much, Buffalo. Uh, we'll be talking Bella's about Buffalo. some Buffalo news All later on. A new listener from Dan Marino's Foundation <laughs> Headquarters. New listener from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. New listener from beautiful Columbus, Ohio. And we have some international listeners we'd like to give a shout out to. We have some new countries on our list this week. Uh, we're happy to announce uh, Puerto Rico. It's not a country in and of itself, but it is uh, It is our first listener, I believe, I believe from so. the beautiful... I have to get some rum. What is it? Province? Territory? Uh, of the United States? They make good rum, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh, new listener from South Korea. Again, nice. South Korea. We have our first listener from a country that Franny is going to scold me that I don't know where it is. Cape Verde. Not sure where Cape Verde is. Uh, We have a new listener. First listener from the United Arab Emirates. Thank you for for listening. Uh, Listener from Thailand. Another listener from Myanmar. Actually, two weeks in a row, another new listener from Myanmar. They are sharing our podcast in the streets (laughs) of Myanmar on their motorcycles. Uh, New listener from Sweden. New listener from Australia. We are blowing up in Australia. And we actually have a significant number of new listeners from the United Kingdom. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think our scotch and whiskey tasting is and finding Boddington's. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Uh, we, are, we are finding our way into the hearts of the United <laughs> Kingdom. Uh, big football fans over there. We're really, really happy about that. Uh, so thank you all so much. Eventually we will... Uh, phase this segment out as the listenership grows and grows and grows. But thank you all so I think much. It's nice to just mention a few here and there. I mean, that's not all of them, but it's good to just mention a few at least. You know, we thank you all so very much for yeah. listening. And especially Zagreb, Croatia. <laughs> we have four listeners from Zagreb, Croatia this really? week. Really? Wow. Uh, so that's really, really Dang. impressive. 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 <laughs> all right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our NFL news. Yeah, we have a little bit of NFL news. I mean, this is uh, widely considered to be the uh, the dead period of NFL news. Not for us. Uh, so we, what we find, we dig, we dig deep you under do, the ben. rocks and you into do. into the peat moss <laughs> under the rocks, finding the worms and the insects uh, that are the NFL news this time of year. Uh, so I just wanted to give a quick. Uh, I thought this this was a little bit of interesting news coming out of. NJ.com. They ranked all of the NFL stadiums for you know fan experience, history, all of that type of thing, uh, and they ranked them all. They have the best, the worst, and sort of the middle of the road stadiums. So, Franny, what would you guess is the highest ranked stadium in the league? I would guess Lambeau Field. That is a pretty good guess. Number one, Lambeau Field. Has a lot of history. A lot of history. A lot of respect to those Green Bay fans out there. Actually, all over the country. Yeah, I mean, I I was actually surprised that it was number one uh, because it's a little bit older. I know you you mentioned they had a little bit of a remodel. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is really the only, quote-unquote, pilgrimage spot in the NFL along the lines of Wrigley Field and Fenway Park, although I don't advise anyone uh, to go to Fenway Park. Uh, uh. <laughs> my New York Yankee fan coming out there. Um, you know, most NFL stadiums lack the character of Major League Baseball stadiums. They're not particularly unique. The dimensions of the stadium, or at least the playing surface, have to be the same. But Lambeau lives up 
to the hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you been to the new Yankee Stadium, Ben? I have. I have. And you've been to the old one, obviously. Yeah, I lo- the old one is a thousand times better. Oh, okay. I mean, the new one. I mean, the fa- actually. But they try to they try to model it after an old school baseball stadium. The outside That's, of it, yeah. yeah. But the inside is <laughs> the yeah, okay. Yeah, inside the, is all modern then. Huh? It actually ranked really low. NJ NJ dot com did. Uh, a major league baseball stadium ranking as well and yankee stadium was down near the bottom of the list it's just what? a huge it's you know think of a you know the mall of america with a baseball stadium in front of they literally they literally have a butcher shop where you can buy a <laughs> steak for a hundred dollars that's been dry aged they have restaurants they have bars they have special clubs if you have uh the money to join the special clubs the, the baseball sort of takes a back seat to uh, all of the other attractions that they have there, and kinda, I, ju- I miss kind of like the I Dallas miss... Cowboys Stadium, you know, where they have like a club inside and bars, and you know, the, they have the fans line up in a tunnel right there. I mean, I, that's a little over the top, you know. I mean, I mean, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I miss the old Yankee Stadium where you walk down, you know, you'd walk down the concourse and walk out of the stadium, and you could put your hand. I mean, I'm only five foot ten. Well, that's being generous, uh-huh. uh, and you could, I could put my hand right up on the top of the ceiling with the 50 years or 80 years of paint that was slathered yeah. on <laughs> to the top of the, And it's just, it was an intimidating place uh, to play for opposing clubs. I mean, the parking wasn't owned by uh, the stadium for the most part. There were really sort of disgusting places that you could park and uh, a lot of outdoor urination and, and tailgating. <laughs> it just felt, you know, it was an intimidating place to play. Um but uh, the new stadium is, is, you know, in line with uh, a lot of the things that you see being built around the NFL as well. It's just it's more entertainment than it is sport. And I, I prefer the, the yeah. but I'm, I'm a dying breed preferring the older. Well, I mean, it seems like there are a lot of fans out there that do prefer, you know, the old stadiums. You know, I mean, some of the new ones now are, are, are they're, they're just so I mean, they used to be bowls, you know, where you have a you have a good view from anywhere you sit because it's it's not that high. Now, some of the other the newer stadiums are really high. And so those those nosebleed seats, your nose really does bleed. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, they're it's, way it's pretty, up yeah. there. I mean, I, I like to tell the story. Of, I mean, I went to the last Monday night game at the old um, I think I can't remember the name it was Memorial, Memorial Stadium, but whatever the name of the, the Cleveland Brown Stadium was the mistake by the lake. Uh, I was at the last Monday night game that they held before Art Modell shipped the team down to Baltimore. And e- and we sat way in the upper deck. We just decided at the last minute to drive over there, got some upper deck seats for that Monday night game. And you could still see the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can still watch I mean, the even, game. Even in, in the Rose Bowl. I mean, I've been to the Rose You've been to the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it was just shaped like a bowl. I mean, I was, you know, sort of towards the top of the Rose Bowl, but you still had a nice view. And I was also at... Well, Qualcomm is a shit stadium to begin with. It was, it was, it was just. Ter- but still, though, it, it was, it was. They tried, I guess, maybe back in the day to make it more modern. But the nosebleeds were really high. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a lot of people do prefer that old sort of bowl feel for stadiums. And, yeah. and also the urine smell, you know, like you yeah, said. Yeah, you gotta, I mean, well, actually, at the Cleveland game, we did not leave our seats to, to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I do not know what is below <laughs> the upper deck of, of old uh, Cleveland Stadium there, uh, but it was too long of a walk to the bathroom. Uh, you know, I, so I, we apologize uh, 20-some years ago to whoever was down there below You were us. a kid. You were a kid back then. Uh, but it was, yeah, I mean, that was an amazing uh, amazing experience, and and the new stadium in L.A. I mean, look if you look at the it's the artist renderings of yeah, that, yeah. it clearly you're going to be far but away. The thing, yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 dug in 
deeper than most stadiums only because it's in the flight path of LAX. And so they had to dig it deeper. So it's not going to be a high stadium from the ground, but it is built in. You know, yeah. It's actually dug in quite deep compared to other stadiums. Yeah, they don't seem to be doing those pronounced angles like they used to. Um, I think in in, uh, the, new in the Rose Bowl, the stadium. Yeah. I mean, the angle of the seats is pretty pronounced. Yeah. So you're up, you get hot, you get away from the ground pretty quickly. Yeah. Just like the Great Western Forum. It was that's steep compared yeah. to Staples Center. I mean, it is. It is I mean, you could fall over. I mean, you're standing up. If you if you lose your balance, you're falling all the way down to the court. Yeah, and I think it, that probably made some people a little uncomfortable. I mean, it yeah. made me uncomfortable when I was a kid. I was like, you know, Mom, is I gonna am I gonna <laughs> fall forward and just start rolling down? Um, Run into Derek Jeter? Oh, I wish <laughs> he went jogging by me one day. He does have a house in upstate I'm New York. I was going to chase him down. Uh, so I was at a friend's house in Gardner, New York, which is in upstate. That's New York. That's Ben's man crush, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, ben yeah. loves Derek Jeter. Yeah, and he had a he has a summer house uh, or just a, an extra house uh, when he was playing for the Yankees. Uh, near Mohonk uh, in New York, and he went jogging by me in the morning one day, and I just about lost my yeah, marbles. Speechless, speechless. But you know, admittedly, I was much younger then. I don't think I would be as uh, yeah, as enamored would. with you, Derek Jeter. You'd be even worse now. Yeah, I might be. Well, <laughs> now I would have the guts to go up and say something. I don't know, uh, but, but, but <laughs> Mister Mister Jeter, Mister Jeter, I, I had season tickets. I had season <laughs> tickets in '96. Can you sign my titty? I saw your first <laughs> game in '95. <95. laughs> Uh, so what are the what are the top ten, Ben? What are the top ten? So next up on the list is CenturyLink, uh, which is close to downtown, which I like. Um, sorry, Sonia's not out here for that. Yeah, but but that's a beautiful Link. stadium. That's a new stadium, but it's a beautiful stadium. Yeah, I mean it, it's it really is a beautiful stadium. I'm surprised they rank that high. Yeah. Uh, this one I can't believe it made the top five. Uh, Mercedes Benz Superdome in beautiful New Orleans. Hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe the crowd I, experience is good. I don't know. Maybe maybe the experience that you have inside the dome with the noise and everything. Maybe maybe that's you know why it has such a high rating. Yeah, and I think it's yeah, like you said, I think it's because of the city. It doesn't really have as much to do with the stadium as where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, I cannot believe this one either. This is why we love to do these segments. Number four, A T and T Stadium, home of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, doesn't look like a particularly fun place to. See a game. Yeah, um, there's, there's not much of a home field advantage for the Dallas Cowboys there too. I mean, because so many people go there, so many you know uh, uh, traveling fans go over there to see yeah. just to see the stadium. And so, I mean, their uh, their home home field advantage is, is not that great compared to you know other newer stadiums. Yeah, and it's massive. I mean, just yeah. like anything else, anyone that's been to the Dallas airport, you know, I feel like they just had a few hundred acres, so they felt like, why not just <laughs> use all every inch of this? And uh, Texas is big. Why not? People, you know, uh, you <laughs> everything's know, bigger in Texas. Get a cab between terminals. <laughs> uh, next up. Heinz Field, uh, home Heinz, of the Heinz Steelers, Field. making it to number five. Not shocked by that at all. Heinz Field looks like a beautiful stadium. Its location is beautiful right there on the Three Rivers. Three Rivers, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And it's a smaller stadium by by today's standard. I think, I don't want to, I mean, someone correct me, how, how tell me how way off I am here, but I think it's only about 60, a little over 60,000 fans, which... But it's by in, today's standards, it's, it's pretty it's small. It's in the middle of the city, whereas yeah, yeah, right the AT&T from, Stadium is yeah. not... In Dallas, yeah. This steg- this uh, NJ.com listed as downtown Dallas. I don't think that's the case. In fact, I'm not even not sure if, if it's in yeah. the in Dallas County. Th- is it like 50 miles away? Yeah, or something? I, I, I don't know the exact re- location, you know. but it's it's not near the center. I don't think you could see the skyline of Dallas from the stadium. No, no. when you're standing outside. 
Uh, next up, Lincoln Financial Field at number six. I'm surprised. It's a nice mix of tailgating while not being that far from downtown and a raucous atmosphere fueled by a really good team. I was surprised they came in this high. Uh, yeah, because I haven't heard too many good things about about the stadium there in Philadelphia, but they also have the other stadiums. I mean, they have their their, their baseball stadium and they also have their arena, I believe, uh, for... Uh, for the Sixers, I, yeah, I think yeah. they're all kind of right there. But you can still see uh, the skyline outside. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I mean the stadium is it's it's nice, but I haven't heard good things about it. Yeah, I mean maybe I mean I my best guess is it's probably a lot like the old Yankee Stadium, and I think people that are expecting a really nice environment with lots of really clean sort of fixtures and amenities. I don't think they're going to be a huge fan of it. I think yeah. it's more of a rustic. Well, it's, I think, you know, the old I think stadium, it probably fits Philadelphia. I think the old stadium was so bad that any new stadium is better. You know, I mean, players, players that used to play, you know, back in the old field, what was it? I can't remember the name right now. But uh, it was, it was you know, they had the AstroTurf basically laid right on top of concrete. So if you fell, there wasn't that much padding between uh, between yourself and the concrete underneath. Yeah, and one of the things that bothers me, there's a firework. You probably heard that one on the mm-hmm. podcast. Um, it's very nice, though. One of the, Very nice. You know, we don't have to leave our yeah. backyards in Southern California to go see the fireworks. <laughs> uh, one of the things that bugs me about these new stadiums is, and anyone that's been to old Yankee Stadium can tell you this, and even, even the way Dodger Stadium used to be set up, is at Yankee Stadium, at the end of the game, we used to sit outside the stadium, walk around the stadium. All the players had to walk out of the concourse of the stadium across a private street into their cars and drive away. So, it, you know, for the fans, they could stay there, watch their favorite players um, walk across the street and get into their cars and drive away. So you could, you know, cheer for them. You can yeah. yell you can do nice that. things at them. You can do it at Staples. You can see all the Lakers leaving. And, and that's the way it yeah. should be. I mean, that's the way it should be. Uh, you know, that was where I got to talk to David Cohn uh, and got David Cohn's autograph and was able to actually talk to him for about 10 or 15 minutes. Derek Jeter. Not once did Derek Jeter stop uh, to say hello to anyone. Him and Mo did not stop very often to talk to. So on your on your fiftieth birthday, Ben, <laughs> get Derek Jeter to call like, me. Exactly. We'll have we'll have Russell Wilson call Sonya. We'll have Derek Jeter call you. And uh, you know, I think you lose a little bit a bit of that in these new stadiums. I hear that the new Vegas stadium, the buses are going to be able to drive directly into the stadium yeah. and actually drive around the concourse of the stadium below, either below or above uh-huh. uh, where the actual human beings will be walking. So you won't actually, you'll be able to get into the stadium, not see a fan, play the game and get out of the stadium without actually having to come in contact with another fan. And I, I just think it sort of leave, it takes away from, especially if you're a kid, like yeah. if, if, if Staples is like that, I could see a father or a mother. Oh, there's, I mean, there's, you know, there's, wanting, there's fans. You know, there's fans waiting right there while the while the, while the I mean, you know, maybe like the bench players. You know, <laughs> like Kobe Bryant wouldn't exit. Yeah, you yeah. know, back then. I mean, even right now. I mean, LeBron James wouldn't exit through there, or 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 AD wouldn't exit through there. I'm sure they would exit. You know, somewhere in their I don't know back door somewhere. I have no well, idea. Well, Kobe takes a helicopter. Up yeah, yeah Newport, well, he right? did. Yeah, he, he did. did. He, I think he did. Um, but you know, the, the, the bench guys. You know, I mean, you can you can probably see like. You know, Caruso <laughs> leaving, uh, you know. But that's the way it should be. I mean, it, it, you know, maybe, there should maybe, be some maybe, interaction maybe between. Kuzma, I don't know. Yeah, they don't have to stop and say yeah. hello. They don't yeah. have to stop and sign your, your paraphernalia and talk to you like David Cohn, one of the best pitchers in the <laughs> uh, history uh. of the. But that's. But I remember that encounter, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take much. Even, even just I remember times, you know, in, in 96, 97, 98 when we would go to games. 
uh, when they had a really great team. I still remember some of those experiences waiting outside the stadium and talking briefly to some of the players, or having some of the players just nod at you or uh, throw something over the fence. I mean, or like just, or like hand a, a a bottle of Coke to Mean Joe Green, you yeah, know, something exactly. like that. You know, that could never <laughs> happen today. Uh, next up, we have your favorite stadium, Arrowhead at number seven. Yeah, that's that's also an old school stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting though. I feel like the fans drive. The Lincoln Financial rating, the high, as high as it is, and I think the city drives the the one in New Orleans because I don't I don't hear anything good about that stadium <laughs> in New Orleans. Uh, next up, we have the brand new Mercedes Benz Stadium. Looks like uh, a beautiful stadium of the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks nice. Uh, nine. This can't possibly be right. Uh, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. I think also the experience. What you know when you win six Super Bowls there, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're probably pretty excited to go to the game. Uh, number 10, coming to number 10, U.S. Bank Stadium, home of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and the last, the actually the, the worst stadium, do you want to talk about some of the worst stadiums? Should I guess the worst one? Guess the worst of the worst. You've been there. Oh, we can't, oh, Qualcomm? Yeah, nope. but, oh, okay, uh, oh you, where do the Chargers play now? In Di- Carson. Dignity Health Sports Park, I guess that's what it's called now. Is that what it is now? Yeah. It, it, it seems uh, like a long name for a stadium. Is that what it's called? I'm going to the dink. <laughs> Actually, I liked I mean, if that's the stadium that we're talking about. It if that's, is. If yeah, that's the one. 27,000 seats. That was a great viewing experience because you're not too far yeah. away. I, you know, I, I was sitting on the second level in the corner of the stadium, and I mean, you could see the playing field perfectly. The only problem is it's not that large. You don't get that, you know, sort of crowd noise. Um, I mean, the, the Eagles fans made noise, um, but maybe not for the Chargers. Maybe well, that's why it it's seemed rated. like a typical Charger game. I mean, I think you mentioned yeah. that it felt like it was. Oh, seventy percent Eagles. Yeah, you know, it felt like an Eagles home game. Yeah, but but but, but the viewing experience though, because you're so close to the field, it was fun. It, 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 I liked it. It was, it was much better than Qualcomm. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think they probably should have stayed there. Um, you know, if they want to sort of develop a fan base and at least be able to fill up yeah. a stadium before you actually twenty-seven thousand might be even too much for the Chargers. <laughs> for the Chargers. Come on, there's got to be a way to move the Chargers to a city yeah, that will I don't, love I don't, them. I don't see them filling up the, the the L.A. Stadium, the new one that's being built in Inglewood. I don't see them filling that up at all. Especially the, now that they're going to charge yeah. what they're going to charge for tickets. Yeah. I mean, you may not see that stadium full but the fans of past the, other, the first yeah. year. But, I mean, the fans of the other team will fill it up. It's going to be tough. I mean, those playing. tickets are going to be really pricey. Yeah. I mean, I was looking for It looks like a nice stadium. I, was, I think, I, uh, yeah, the Steelers are coming out here. So, uh, either the Steelers or the Seahawks are playing uh, the Rams this year. And I, I think next year, right? That next next year were, it opens up. So They were crazy yeah. just to see them play at the Coliseum, mm-hmm. which is a great-looking facility, yeah. but not the greatest place to see. Well, that's a Croatia. Croatia-Mexico. Croatia-Mexico game. Yeah. The uh, lesson I learned there football, was football. never go to a soccer game. Uh, <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, that's a, if you're if you're over the age of forty, probably well, even, even not that wasn't it wasn't it was worth it. It wasn't packed though. I mean, you know, because that's a huge stadium, and it wasn't really it wasn't full. But, oh no! Uh, I mean, yeah. we were right down by the field. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not sure exactly what is going on in the mind of someone who throws a full beer at you. <laughs> 
in a friendly match when you lose to Croatia's second squad. It was the third uh, squad, basically. Third squad, but, but, uh, uh, in a game that's absolutely meaningless. I'm meaningless. not sure why me literally just turning around and looking up was enough <laughs> to have some uh, a fan of the Mexico team throw beers down at us. Uh, uh, but this, the you know, not, well, pati- not particularly friendly fans, soccer fans. Soccer fans in general are, are not the friendliest, yes. Yeah, I just think we had kids there. We had little kids. You know, it just didn't seem like the... Best wholesome environment for uh, <laughs> children. Uh, this one, number 30. Uh, this you will like. Uh, FedEx Field, home of the Washington Red. Yeah, I heard that place the is worst. a dump. I heard that place is a dump. Next to the worst. Horrible location, uh, especially, especially given the notoriously brutal traffic around D.C. Nothing interesting about the place. It feels like it was built much earlier than 1997, and it has not aged well. I knew you would like that. Uh, coming in at 29, TIAA Bankfield of the Jaguars. Uh, uh, I think they have been. a pool, right? Do they have the oh, no, jacuzzi or some shit? I don't oh, know. Good Lord. Move that team, too. Uh, London. Next up, we got the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. I can't believe that came in. Uh, you. I thought that would have almost been dead last. Anyone that's I've been there. It's mm-hmm. not a fun place to see a game. Uh, I guess you. I mean, you can take the Bart and get in and out of there pretty easily, but it's really old. They haven't put any money into the into the place. Last year, Ben Roethlisberger could not even get an X-ray without. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you do if your leg is actually broken. If you have to climb stairs to get an X-ray, uh, although that may have been a little bit of. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of theatrics by Ben Roethlisberger last year about the X-ray, uh, and coming in at twenty-seven, Raymond James Stadium, home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this one shocked me. Uh, coming in at twenty-six, MetLife Stadium, home of the Jets and the Giants. That's not that old. Yeah, but I, but I've heard bad things about it too. You know, I mean, it doesn't seem like a modern stadium, even though it was built within the past what five six years. It's really, it's really not that old at all. Yeah, I'm just shocked that, that, I mean, they held the Super Bowl there. Uh-huh. And, and for a city like New York, you would expect them to have something like what Dallas has, you know? Yeah, yeah even Yankee Stadium, which, yeah. is, which has got all the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it says the New York, New Jersey area deserves a lot better than this boring, yeah. uncreative stadium that is all that is all too often feels too quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, by far the worst of the new construction stadiums, and it's not even close. Uh, so we can close out this uh, this list with... This was a disappointing one. Uh, number 25, the new era field home of the Buffalo Bills. That was disappointing that it came in that low. Also, I think it has to do with the fan experience. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they had a better team, but they've been pretty bad for, you know, uh, 30 years almost. So, you know, I think that that might play into uh, its, its low rating. Well, Shady McCoy, Frank Gore, Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Super Bowl, yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl. It could be caliber team there, and they've got a pretty good defense. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I think yeah. the defense will will help carry them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so those are the best and the worst stadiums around the league. Uh, I think it was pretty interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, we didn't talk about this at length uh, when it happened, uh, but we wanted to talk a little bit about you know the things that happened in Cleveland surrounding Duke Johnson. And Baker Mayfield, along with some of their teammates and some other commentators, uh, you know, television personalities, just talk about the sort of the larger context of this. I don't know if you guys remember. I'm sure that you do. But Duke Johnson, a few weeks ago, uh, essentially learned that he wasn't going to be 
playing as much as he would like uh, and outwardly, publicly uh, said that he was disappointed with the team and wanted uh, to be traded and was hoping to get a new contract. Uh, Baker Mayfield, as you can probably recall, uh, actually said essentially that he would like, you know, would like Duke Johnson to either get on board uh, or, you know, shut his mouth and play football. Uh, Mayfield, uh, you know, actually coming out and saying those types of things. In fact, he said, uh, Mayfield essentially said, that's something that we've been dealing with for a while. Uh, if we have guys that want to be here, they'll show us that, they'll voice that. Obviously, he's going to handle his stuff how he wants to, but either you're on this train or you're not, and it's moving with or without you. You can get out of the way or you can join us. So it is what it is. Uh, but a lot of Mayfield's teammates had some pretty strong things uh, to say about this. Uh, they said uh, it's rather striking for a player to get involved in a teammate's business uh, in anything but a supportive role. Uh, we saw it last year with the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. That was an anomaly. Um, Baker Mayfield is the clear leader of the locker room. Uh, but NFL.com was told that one player said, listen, it's one thing to be the leader, but this guy who is going through something, it's business and we need to support him. Uh, Franny, what do you think about, uh, Baker Mayfield's big mouth. Well, this this, this <laughs> situation where if you you know if if the leader of the team, uh, I sort of bungle through reading that a little bit, so I apologize. Uh, you know, if when a leader of the team, you know, makes a comment about someone on the team, their contract dispute, their attitude, something they're <laughs> saying publicly, that that's so frowned upon uh, that essentially the, the the rule in the locker room is that you just don't talk about other people's contracts, you don't talk about uh, trade demands, you just shut up and either be supportive or not say anything. Uh, but clearly, Johnson was shining a negative light on the team unfairly. I mean, it's a team sport, right? You don't get what you want all the time. They've got Chubb, they've got Kareem Hunt coming Kareem Hunt, back, yeah. and Duke Johnson. So you're on a really good team. And the fact that you have now, you want to put the team at risk, you know, by essentially trading yourself away or having the team trade you away. So now you've got Kareem Hunt and Chubb. And if one of those guys goes down, if Chubb goes down early, now they're in a, a running back situation where they don't have anyone until Hunt gets back. Personally, I think it's a sort of a silly way, uh, a, a, almost a childish way of dealing with these types of situations. Mm -hmm. uh, Franny, what say you? Uh, no, I, I think uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh should just, I mean, he just pay attention to his own game. He's gonna he's he's gonna make a contract. I mean, he he's gonna sign a huge contract. I'm sure eventually, a couple years. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't I don't think he should have said anything about you know another man's money. You know, I mean, Duke Johnson, if he wants to be traded, there's other running backs in the league who have the voice their opinion who have won. I mean, like Le'Veon Bell. You know, Le'Veon Bell didn't play uh, an entire season yeah, yeah, yeah. because he won a new contract. And you didn't hear too much negative press coming out of the Steelers, except for maybe, you know, the fans and <laughs> <laughs> of the team uh, and the media. But the, 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 the players themselves didn't really say too much about his contract situation or his negotiations. Um, so I don't think Baker Mayfield has any business getting into Duke Johnson's business yeah i mean I, that's why i wanted to talk about this because i knew he would disagree 
Uh, some yeah, some of the I mean, there were some offensive linemen, Pouncey, and I think uh, I can't remember who the other who their other gentleman's name was or other player's name was. Said some negative things about uh, about Le'Veon Bell's holdout. Uh, but this is something that sort of b- bubbles up from time to time. Jarvis Landry said some real, some things that were I mean, really... Duke Johnson is no Le'Veon Bell, don't get but me I'll, wrong. But I'll tell you who supported uh, Baker Mayfield's uh, sort of trying to bring the team together and essentially say either we're, either we're in this to win or we're not. Michael Irvin was supportive of Baker Mayfield, and I knew that you would like that. Uh, this, you don't talk about another it, man's yeah, money thing. It just bugs me. Uh, it, there's a finite amount of money in a salary cap. It's like a glass of water. If you drink some water, there's less water. You can't pour any more water into the glass. So if someone is, you know, looking to get a, a huge contract as a wide receiver, it by its very nature is going to it's going to reduce the amount of money that's available to other players. So and and either you're in it together or you're not. So you have and this is a weird situation with professional sports teams where players make hugely disparate amounts of money, even though you're in a collective bargaining agreement. Typically, if you're in a CBA, you all make the same amount of money based on the number of years that you've been working there. Uh, But this is a a weird situation, and and, and it's always the higher paid players. Like, no one is speaking out. No one's saying, you know, why isn't anyone talking about the offensive lineman making $800,000 a year or the, you know, players 30 through 53, special teams players making veteran minimums. Uh it just, that doesn't seem to come up that much. I honestly think that it's perfectly fine. It's a matter of public record how much you make. And if the quarterback who's making a tiny fraction of what Duke Johnson is making wants to try to bring the team together by saying, you know, shut your mouth, we'll trade you, but just why are you why yeah, but he's, I don't know why Duke Johnson gets a mouth really, off but then Baker really, doesn't. Yeah, but he's not really bringing the team together. I mean, he's causing more controversy and that's what you don't want unless you're on hard knocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping for some. <laughs> then, then, then maybe you know, if like Browns were what last year, but if it was this season, then maybe that's something you want just to make a good show. But I, I, I think Baker Mayfield. I mean, he has a big mouth, and and you know, he he should just pay attention to you know the playbook and don't not worry about you know the third string running back on the team asking for a trade or for more money. I get. Yeah, I th- I thought we might disagree about this one. Yeah, I I I think that it's perfectly fine to make these kinds of comments about about other like other, you, say, you can't about talk about other another man's money yeah but uh, you know this is it's just, that seems like a really sort of i don't know sort of a childish way of dealing with you know it's not business i mean it, it is business right but do you want to win or do you want to lose granted i mean out of 53 guys i don't know what percentage of them actually love football. maybe he feels his talent is being wasted in in with the Browns, maybe he he feels he can make an impact elsewhere and make a little bit of extra cash. But how? Why does he get to make the comments publicly, which are obviously a distraction to the team? We'll see what happens when Baker, Baker Mayfield's Mayfield. contract rolls around. Let's see how much he complains oh, when they don't right. offer him enough money. Yeah, these these are fun comments. You know, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 to me it's it's just stupid. It's childish, but it's in line with Baker Mayfield from college into the pros now. All right, strong disagreement. Yeah. I like it. I don't know if it's strong. But well, you know, that's <laughs> just, we're not arguing. We're not going to punch each other across the table. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I am much more open to players, you know, discussing these types of issues, especially when, you know, the remaining let, let, 80% of the guys aren't making anywhere near what your whiny ass is making. Let management take care of that. Baker Mayfield, don't worry about it. Fair enough. Uh, next up, I might cry about this one. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching uh, something on NFL Network today that just, just sort of made me 
Made me even think about this one even more. So Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills uh, stadium negotiations are in full swing. Uh, Buffalo Bills owner Terry Pagula says he won't ask fans to break the bank when it comes to deciding whether to renovate the team's current stadium in the suburbs out in Orchard Park or build a new stadium downtown, according to the AP. Uh, So Pakula said, whatever we're going to do stadium-wise is going to be in the best interest of our fans. Um, We have the interest of our fans at heart, and what we do and what we do will be heavily weighted toward the benefit of our fans. As far as professional sports teams go, Buffalo's the biggest little city in the country, and our fans need their due. I thought Reno was. (laughs) As (laughs) As whatever we do with venues uh, for them to attend or the not games. Reno. What was the other one? No, Reno is the biggest is, little is city that in the, the world. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or the biggest little city in the country. Biggest little yeah. city in the world, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, so the Bills have hired a private firm to conduct a feasibility study to determine if the team should continue to renovate New Era Field uh, in New York or relocate the team in its entirety. Uh, but NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell reiterated this past week the league's preference for a new, brand new facility. Goodell acknowledged the difference in cost and market size in saying that the price of a new facility in Dallas might not be necessarily comparative to or comparable to Buffalo. However, Goodell stressed that a new stadium is required for the Bills to remain financially stable and to be competitive. Some inferred that Goodell's comment are a veiled threat that the NFL would consider relocating the franchise without a new stadium deal. Uh, I would hate for them to relocate and to a different just, city. You can't take that away from the Buffalo fan base over there, man. And I just don't know why he would be doing this. So I mean, passionate. I don't understand why, you know, as someone who went to school there from, mm-hmm. you know, the early 90s through the mid 90s. When they were good. I don't know why the Buffalo Bills, given what they were able to do there, um, for those fans and what that team has meant to the city, why they're not sort of up there with, uh, you know, some of the more widely respected franchises. And I know they've been pretty bad since. But to threaten a team like Buffalo when you have a team like the Chargers that can't sell out 27,000, if you prohibited all opposing fans from coming to every Chargers game, they would have, what, ten or 15,000 fans at a game, and they're perfectly fine. You just built them a brand-new stadium. Uh, and the only reason they built that stadium was for the Rams, not for the Chargers. you got teams like the Jaguars uh, who can't fill up their stadium. you got the Raiders who still can't fill up the stadium. Well, how, how old is that stadium of Buffalo? Because, I mean, the one in Kansas City is also an old stadium. It hasn't really been renovated. I mean, they have that new um, huge screen over there that they just uh, put in a few years ago. But, I mean, in Buffalo, I mean, it's, it's, it can't be that much older than, than Arrowhead. I don't even know if it's as old as yeah. Arrowhead. Yeah. I mean, they've done some renovations uh, after, they, you know, after they renamed it from uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium some years ago. But just, you know, watching, you know, those those 90s teams, I know it was just a five or 10 year stretch, but to see what that team means uh, to the city, you know, what they were able to do in that K-Gun offense, four straight Super Bowls, they fill that. I mean, they don't fill it up. You know, every single week, but they—I mean—the fans come out to the for games. a small for a small city. I mean, Buffalo is—it's less than half a million, right? I mean, it's—it's it's, yeah, it's probably in three twenty-five, yeah, twenty-five thousand. Yeah, so they do a pretty good job of, of filling it up uh, with, with the population, you know, in the city. So 
Um, it would be sad if they if they relocated. It. I mean, that uh, you know, I just can't imagine the NFL without the Buffalo um, organization. I mean, well, the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Buffalo Bills, but <laughs> just just moving them somewhere else. I relocating. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I, and imagine just, that. I mean, why are you threatening the Buffalo Bills? I mean, you got. I mean, like I said, I mean, the, the Jaguars suck. The yeah. Bucks suck. Yeah, they can't fill the up. Raiders, the Raiders, you Jaguars just can't fill up their stadium. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers. You know, you got St. Louis Rams on again, off again, back and yeah. forth. I mean, you got all. I mean, why are you constantly trying to move teams around uh, who don't have a significant fan base where they're at, uh, or they can't uh, generate the kind of revenue where they're at, where they're at? The Bills can do it, uh, and they will put a viable. Uh, a viable product on the field. I just don't know why, of all of the problems there are in the NFL, with the Chargers being, you know, leading the pack in terms of barely being a viable franchise in terms of the number of fans. I mean, that is the reality of it, though, right? I mean, they can't, they don't have a following that generates revenue for that team. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. why do the Chargers get to play in a brand new stadium down in Inglewood and the Bills are being threatened, you know, a a city of 400,000 people are being threatened while Lambeau Field they could have five people buy tickets to that stadium in the next 30 years, and they wouldn't even consider moving that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Aaron Rodgers leaves and that team, maybe that team's not particularly good for 10 or 15 years. Are they going to move the Green Bay Packers in yeah. one of the oldest stadiums in the league mm-hmm. uh, simply because they're not very Well, they good. have renovated they their have, stadium. But they're in a small city. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee the Packers you know, are not generating the kind of revenue that a lot of the teams like the Cowboys and the Giants and the Steelers and the Eagles are generating, I would be shocked if they are. Just, there isn't the kind of resources in that city to do it. Uh, just making me really sad to continue to see threats uh, from I, I think they'd, they'd be you know, best off just you know, renovating the stadium. I don't, I don't think they could build a new one. Uh, I'm not sure where the money would come from. Uh, I don't think it would, be, it would come from the ownership group. I think the city would be forced to pay for it. So if the city is forced to do it, then, you know, just renovating it, you know, bringing it up to uh, modern standards. Um, but I would definitely hate to see the move. Yeah, I mean, it really it broke my heart. I mean, I was watching it today. I mean, you remember Chip Kelly, right? Yeah. Of yeah. the Eagles. I mean, with yeah. watching, you know, watching, I think it was in 90, I don't know if it was 91 or 92, when, when essentially they were started running the two-minute offense at the last part of the season, and they just decided they were going to run it. Essentially what Chip Kelly attempted to do or did at Oregon and then attempted to do um, with the Eagles, I mean, they were able to just roll over people. I mean, watching that K-Gun offense was just, I mean, it was pretty amazing. I mean, maybe I'm sentimental uh, for Thurman and I think you are. Bruce and, A little bit. And, and all the guys that were on that team. But just what it means to living there during that time period and even after in 95, 96 when they were yeah, not, I mean, because they moved to Houston. You know, they moved the Oilers yeah. to uh, Tennessee, but they didn't have the same fan base. They weren't as passionate as the Bills. You know, they moved, well, the, Baltimore lost their team, you know, but, uh, you know, the Colts moved to Indianapolis. That kind of sucked, too, because yeah, you know, they, they still have a very team, uh, passionate yeah. fan base there. You know, the Browns, when they lost, uh, you know, in Cleveland, when they lost the Browns, that was also pretty terrible. Well, eventually they got their team right. back. But, you know, it's it's almost the same thing with, with the Buffalo Bills. I mean, just taking away, you know, who they are, you know, I mean, they – like we said, they fill up that stadium yeah. with just three hundred and twenty some thousand people in that city, and it's it, in the winter. I mean, yeah, in, yeah. in the middle and of it winter, freaking yeah. cold. Yeah, I mean, Houston they had a dome. I mean, Houston they had that shitty dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long but, underwear, sweatpants, yeah. <laughs> jeans, 
Three but pairs of socks, boots. That was what I would wear to those games yeah, there, on my lower half. And there are people, you know, still showing up, you know, even after all these years. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, I mean, if, if, if the, you know, if we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, I wouldn't really give a shit. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. people in, 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 in Florida wouldn't care either. You know, even Tampa yeah, Bay. Tampa Bay think- also, you know. If if they if they threaten to move that team, we probably wouldn't be talking about it either. Yeah, and it just it just seems pennywise pound foolish. I mean, we know most of the money that comes you know into the leagues. I mean, I'll actually get the figures for this for when we come back from our little summer break. I'd be shocked if the huge majority of the income that's coming into the NFL isn't isn't through TV and media deals and through uh, memorabilia and and sort of clothing and that type of. That type of thing. I mean, just keeping the Bills. I mean, I think if the Bills had a better team, we might not be having this conversation. But the vast majority of the revenue is not coming from people in the seats. And I stand by my statement about the Chargers. The Chargers are an irrelevant team that nobody wants to see, that nobody goes to see, that nobody buys, you know. Except uh, for the fans of the opposing team. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to go out of your way to push the Chargers down our throats in L.A., at least figure out a way to keep that team in Buffalo. Intact, in Buffalo. Don't break them up. Sorry. Yeah, I cried a little bit today watching that. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was, it really it was a reminder of how sports sort of brings you together with like people that you wouldn't necessarily. I mean, Jim Kelly, I don't agree with, you know, a lot of sort of how, you know, his politics and the way that he's done some of the things in his, in his personal life. But watching that team living through it in Buffalo, um, you know, seeing Thurman Thomas in the bar at, at Networks downtown <laughs> Buffalo, the bar that Jim Kelly owned. Uh, and seeing what it did for that city, I mean, a city that lost so much. And that was back then. I mean, I'm sure it's still the same, and even now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, lost so much when the steel industry lost, when the when they lost the steel industry, when they lost the uh, a lot of the auto manufacturing that was there. I mean, they live and die by the the Bills, just like they live and die by the Packers in Green Bay. And I think the NFL needs that. Otherwise, it just becomes a bunch of like shiny objects sort of floating around the country to whatever city uh, is growing in the moment. And then mm-hmm. you move that team to some other place. And then that's, it's hard to sort of maintain the brand that the NFL has developed if that's the way you're going to handle things. Mm-hmm. So sorry to go down memory lane there with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, but it it, it would suck. But I'm glad if, you agree. If they were moved. I'm glad you agree. But where would they go? I mean, which are they, other? Toronto? They want to put St. Louis. They want to put them in like Toronto. If they move a team to St. Louis, <laughs> I will personally figure out a way to ruin Roger Goodell. <laughs> I'll hire a team of private I, I, investigators I to find something on that guy. I'm trying to think of uh, of another city that would support the Buffalo Bills Oklahoma like Buffalo city? does. Um, you got oh, that was a big firework. Yeah, that, that was maybe Oklahoma, but they don't even have a stadium there either. I mean, you know, it's... Oh, he wants a new stadium, wherever yeah. it's going to be. And they're definitely not going to put him in whatever that dome is that the, the Blue Jays play in. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there would be a brand of Vancouver, you know, someplace shiny and new yeah. uh, where you have a an influx, population growth, an economy that's growing. I think that's what, what Goodell is, is looking for. But that's not historically... I mean, why, why give a team back to Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, these fireworks are getting... More intense intense, out here in Southern (laughs) California. All right, last up in the NFL news. Uh, This is good news for Frane. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott avoided another tackle, this time from the NFL front office. The Dallas Cowboys running back has been... Should I just grab that shot right now? I think you should. I think you should. should. Will I say something negative about Ezekiel Elliott right now? 
Ezekiel Elliott, long known to have problems with the bottle, has been informed that he will not be punished for his most recent off-field incident. NFL Network's Mike Garofalo reports via Kevin Patra of NFL.com. Elliott met with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell on Tuesday regarding an incident in Las Vegas in which the running back nudged, pushed down over a barrier, a security officer, after which I felt at the time was the least offensive part of that video. His trailing and following a woman around the parking lot seemed a little bit more offensive to me. Uh, but after the meeting, Elliot issued an apology for his actions. He was at a sort of a techno festival. Uh, promising no, Ezekiel Elliott could probably hang out. I mean, like techno, he likes to drink. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't push people over and follow women, you know, creepily around yeah, the parking exactly. lot, but wandering you know. around aimlessly. <laughs> Uh, promising to make better decisions in the future. The NFL later announced that Commissioner Goodell determined that Elliott did not, not violate the personal conduct policy after being suspended a couple years ago for somewhat similar behavior. What say you about Ezekiel Elliott being allowed to just sort of follow people around and push people down without at least getting a one-game suspension? Wait, why, is this, why was it good news? You said this would be good news for me. I was hoping you would say that it's not good news. Ah. Uh. I mean, I, I was expecting maybe a one-game suspension, you know, something. But um, I, I guess the video evidence wasn't enough, and you know, I'll take a shot to Ezekiel Elliott because. Well, what do you? I mean, well, what do you think? Of, I mean, you think he should have been suspended for what he did? I, in that I, video? I, I think maybe just you know a game for what he did in that video. But there should be some kind of progressive discipline here, right? I mean, he, I mean, Kareem, uh, not Kareem. Yeah, Kareem Hunt's back in the news again. I mean, he had another uh, alleged uh, fist fight this past week again i mean there has to be some way of ensuring that this kind of thing doesn't happen you know time and time again i think he should have been suspended for at least one game uh, well, for one, pushing that i mean clearly he pushed him uh you know you know you're making a ton of money playing in the nfl it was it the worst thing ever no i thought what what he did following that woman around the parking lot was way creepier kind of creepy um and why would you do that when you have that kind of money you know, just go. Well, why would you do a lot of things that some NFL players do with all the money they have? Just go the Le'Veon Bell route and, and lock up your stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's not that difficult. It really isn't. They don't want you. There's plenty of other ones out there. All when right. you're drunk, you know, I mean, they're just regular, you know, guys like almost like me and you because we don't follow around women in a creepy not, manner. Not, not <laughs> typically. While we're drunk. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's a 20-some-year-old dude. It's... Uh, that does have a lot of money and doesn't know any better, maybe, you know? I mean, he'll learn from his mistakes. You're saying way too many nice things about Ezekiel. I might have to I, do I, that shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it was good news. I thought he was going to be suspended, but he's not suspended. No, and, no, no. no. Know, that, it was ironic it good is, news. It is, it is what it is, and, um, you know, I'll just take a shot to that. Yes, and for those of you out here, the new listeners to the show, uh, if Franny says anything negative about the Cowboys that isn't based in fact, he must do a shot. If I say anything negative about Brown or Le'Veon Bell, I have to do a shot. And if Sonia says anything negative about the L.A. Rams, she has to do a shot. All right, so that about polishes off the NFL news for this week. Much like Friday shot, we are at the bottom of the <laughs> barrel for NFL news. Uh, so we will get ready for the next segment. Friday, what's up on the big board? Next up on the big board, we have our shot of the week. All right, hold tight, everybody.
Ben, it is uh, my shot. But Sonia. Hi. Sonia, me and you both worked on this shot. It is well, our you worked fourth. on it. I just watched you. It's our fourth of July shot. Yes, it's actually it is. three shots, three separate shots. Mm-hmm. It's a red, white, and blue shot. All of them have Tito's handmade vodka yes. from Texas. Well, Ben's S- has uh, Ben's- formaldehyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Ben's-, me? Ben's has some blue curacao yep. with a little bit of banana liqueur. That's the blue one. Sonia's is red. You have uh, the uh, strawberry pucker, pucker with the grenadine yep. and obviously the vodka. And then I have the vodka <laughs> with the rum chata for the whites. And uh, so they all taste yeah. different. Let's see. Uh, all right. Let's we see all taste, get our guys. own. I know we all get our own. All right, let's give it a shot. So, well, happy belated yeah, Fourth of July. Cheers, yeah, son. You weren't able to hang out I with know. me and Ben because you were taking care of Butters, who who's now is, up on the table, oh who's <laughs> on the table, knocking my mic over. Oh but boy, it's okay, Butters. It's, it's okay. It's sorry, okay. Bobo. <laughs> all right, let's give it a shot. Okay. Oh wow, that's good. Mine Ooh, tasted very good. It's good. Mine almost There's tastes definitely like definitely some Tito's in there. Almost like Bailey's, like Bailey's just by itself, with the vodka and the rum chata. It's as if you could just add it to your coffee. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh my god! Oh, that was very good. Um, num, Sweet. Num. You guys yeah. outdid yourselves again. What's Sweet. the name of this? How one? was yours, Sonia? It was good. Yeah. Was, I didn't taste the strawberry though. Maybe. Oh no, strawberry. No, but that, vodka. that's okay. More vodka. More vodka. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ben? Did you taste the blue curacao? A little bit of the orange. Did you up? taste the it was, it banana? Was, it was banana. There was a banana. The banana was there for sure. Mm-hmm. It was. I feel like there was a good amount of alcohol in that <laughs> shot. Yeah. Um, yes, that's. But it was very good. It was. It was sweet. It tasted again. It tasted like. Uh, it tastes like the blue portion of a bomb pop with a little banana. Ah, yummy. That's the flavor we're going for. It was really Me good. Me and Sonia were both going for that. And you can find <laughs> the pictures on Instagram yes. and on Twitter. Yes. Uh, me and Sonia really spruced up the picture with some stars and stripes yes, and everything. Yes. And uh, oh, the lights, the, the props to the props. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sonia's coming through with the props. Yeah, I don't take part in the in the in the shot making. This is this is all Sonia and Franny. No, it's all Franny. Let's let's give credit yeah, where credit for sure, is due. For sure. No, Franny brought up another bottle of vodka today. We're halfway <laughs> through with our other one. It's like I think you're about halfway done with that other yeah. bottle. Here's another bottle. <laughs> I thought we were uh, almost done with it. it. Looks like we still had enough. But you know, hey. You can't go wrong with more vodka, right? That's Especially true. Tito's. That's true. Yeah, Tito's. Are you listening? We're looking <laughs> yeah. for sponsors, Tito's. Well, hey, Tito's, is, Tito's is one of the best. I mean, for, Tito's, a, for a Tito's vodka, cheap vodka, and chopped up watermelon. Yeah. Stick it in the freezer. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah. then just enjoy it on a nice warm day. That's yeah. <laughs> we should have done that on Fourth of July, son. You weren't there. Well, I was not there. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was with a neurotic dog. Yeah. Now I'm with the neurotic. Dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, did, he did literally right almost here. take take Franny's microphone yeah. off the table <laughs> and onto the floor. If you heard wow. a, a little bit of muffling right there, and 
my sweater rubbing against yes, the mic, exactly. and there he is again. Is again. <laughs> Look at his eyes. But <laughs> but in fairness, uh, we okay, Sonia and I own the dog, but yeah. the dog is always with Friday <laughs> when he comes over. Uh, and we're okay with that. Can you blame yeah. him? <laughs> Friday is the shiny object, but I think it's also because he's just... Uh, Animals are drawn to Frane. Uh, and what are we? What do we call this? Uh, this shot tonight? Uh, it's the Ben. You came up with the name. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. The yeah. Thirst <laughs> and Glory shot. Thirst and Glory. I think that's what it was, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so give Frane some credit here. We have the Thirst and yeah. Glory. Last week we had the red, white, and blue. The week before that, oh no, actually we had the blue Adriatic. We had the Vodquarium, which please. Please, please check our Instagram for the Vodquarium. It's that was cool. a really, really cool shot that Friday put together. That was an amazing shot. Yep. Uh, we had the Dirty 30, and just in the last few weeks, we had the Aren't You Glad It's Summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, these guys did an amazing job with these shots. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have the Would You Rather segment. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that uh, you, came, you came up with it. Uh, no, no, no. I, I probably, you yeah. know, borrowed maybe, maybe. parts of it from another <laughs> podcast or another <laughs> article that I read is if there's anything original left in the world. And what is the Would You Rather segment, Ben? The Would You Rather segment. So Franny is going to give us uh, the names of two players comparable in talent, comparable in age, although they're not always comparable in talent and comparable in age. Sometimes <laughs> it's fun just to see what our counterparts are going to yeah, Maybe a biased choose. opinion. Uh, and if you're, as Gen- as Franny actually mentioned in the opening, uh, if you're the general manager of the team, you have to take one of these two players, but you cannot take both. Who do you choose? Or you could refuse both. <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> I <guess. laughs> yeah, oh, so, I didn't know we had that uh, option. Okay. <laughs> so neither? Yeah. We don't. <laughs> well, no, just uh, Todd Gurley or Jared Goff. None. <laughs> Well, oh, come That would on. be Sonia. Sonia would be like, I don't well, want Sonya to Well, Sonia would, but then Sonia would have to take a shot. Yeah, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott? <laughs> but they're not even the same position. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So the players that I'm going to ask you guys about are, uh-huh. are the same position. They're, you okay. know, they're not, yeah, not yeah. You know, completely separate positions. But poor here butters. butters. Come here. Come here. Okay. Oh, our poor dog is, is losing so, his marbles over here. We apologize. Would you rather... He wants a okay. hiatus. Juju Smith-Schuster... Not Antonio Brown, Ben. I didn't go there. I didn't go there. Juju Smith-Schuster or Mike Evans? Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju. Wow. He's I'll younger. Juju. He's younger. He's, he's same size. Well, let's say they were the same age. Juju. Oh, Juju. I'll take Juju. All right. All right. So Juju for both of yeah. you. Yeah, his positive attitude. All right. Two speedsters. Okay. Wide receivers. Deshaun Jackson. Let's Ooh. say they were the same age because these guys are not the same age. Deshaun Jackson. In his mid twenties, or <laughs> Tyler Lockett, who is in his mid twenties. <laughs> um. Okay, hold on. Deshaun, ja- how old is Deshaun Jackson? He's thirty-two now, I but, believe. But in his, prime, he... in his prime, he in his prime, he was yeah. One, of, he's he's still probably one of the fastest guys in the league right now, even. Yeah. Oh, I, you know I love yeah. me some Lockett. Tyler Lockett I, I mean, for I have to. I have to be. I, I don't, but honestly, I'd say Deshaun Jackson. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Oh, I take Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett all day and twice on Sunday. All wow. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, wow. I think he's, 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 well, I mean, the reality is we don't know how Lockett's going to play with different quarterbacks. Jackson struggled a little bit with certain types of quarterbacks. Uh, so I'll take Lockett. 
uh, because of the deep ball threat. All right. And uh, next up on the list, also pretend they're the same age because they're not <laughs> the, same they're the same age. <laughs> Mid 20, uh, 25. Let's say the 1984. That's coming up later. Uh, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton Ooh. or Pierre Garçon? Ooh. Why are you Hilton. guys doing? I mean, Hilton. They're, they're both uh, I'll take T- receivers. T.Y. Hilton. You know, they both they both had their time with the Colts. Yeah. Hilton. Actually, T.Y. Hilton, is, I think he's still with the Colts. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Hi. I mean, for those passes where luck can find him, I'll take Hilton. Hilton? I'll All take right. Hilton. Next up. Also, pretend these guys are the same age. <laughs> <laughs> this is the quantum leap. I edition. think I know who Sonya will choose. I think I know who Sonya okay. will choose. Let's see. Derek Carr or David Carr? Who's the hotter one? <laughs> <laughs> no David. Comment, no comment. Uh, David. David. Derek is the Raiders. David. So Sonya's a David fan. <laughs> yes. Not because of his skill. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but for other he's reasons. He's got a new haircut, too. Well, he maybe he's, got, he's got. He's not slicking it back anymore. He's got the uh, he's got the crew cut now. I think. Oh, sorry, okay. if you hear some banging around, it is uh, it is our neurotic dog. Butter's so jumping on me. We're almost done that. with this segment. So. <laughs> Fran is like skipping the next four. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you take, Ben? Uh, oh, I would take David Carr all day. He was a good quarterback. So would I. Well, he, he, he got he got a bad situation. <laughs> he did get a very bad situation. Seventy eight yeah. times, I think he was sacked his first year. Yeah. Or something uh, like that. He's still getting sacked. Uh, ah, I bet he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, this is why we need Sonya on the podcast. Yes, Sonya loves it. I'm sure, sure def- Sonya watches all of his segments on NFL Network. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. I oh. play defense. <laughs> she records it just so she can fast forward. No, the, uh, no, rank, no, no. You rank Russell Wilson 15 out of 30? It's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I understand why you did that. Next up, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey Ooh. or Todd Gurley. McCaffrey. Wow. A little biased. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, not biased. Hold on. Are we talking about in their prime? Well, I mean, well, Christian McCaffrey is fairly young. I mean, Todd Gurley is yeah. not that old either. But Todd Gurley is. He's, well, he's, 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 closer to, he's closer to 30 than. Uh, but he's alien. Yeah, let's say when they're healthy. When, oh, they're, when they're healthy. healthy. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to go with Gurley. Oh, if they're healthy? Gurley all day. Yeah. He can do it all. He can catch the ball. He can run. I yeah. mean, he can, he I can mean, do Christian everything. I mean, Christian McCaffrey can also catch he, the ball. He can do field. it all, though. He's pretty impressive. He is pretty impressive. Beast. Next up. Mode. Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson? Seriously? <laughs> is that a, a serious question? I wasn't sure if, you know, your brother was going to come over. To- <laughs> <laughs> and he's a Colts fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he'd probably still take Russell Wilson. Yeah. That's why I had the T.Y. Hilton, Pierre Garçon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russy, for oh, sure. Russell Wilson all, all right. day. All, right. all day. No interceptions. Kickers. No interceptions. <laughs> Going on, moving on to the kickers. Uh-oh. Oh, there's kickers? Robbie oh. Gold <laughs> or Mason Crosby. Oh. Sonia, you need a kicker. I've got like three of them now. Yeah, but so. aren't any of them good? So, Robbie Gold. Is he Chicago or or Green Bay? Green Bay. I'll, I'll go with Green Bay. I'll go with Crosby. I mean, Robbie Gold. Has Robbie had a Gold good was good. Career, too. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> take, I'll take Robbie Gold, All especially right. since he's you know sticking up for himself. He wants to move back to Chicago. Next up. Von Miller Ooh. 
in its prime. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still or, in his prime. Or a Khalil Mack. Oh, that's mean. That's mean. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's Especially a tough after one. The I mean. Buffalo the segment. I'm gonna go with uh, Miller. You crazy. I'm going to go <laughs> Khalil Mack, the <laughs> Buffalo product. I'm going to go with Miller. Yeah, the Buffalo product, I'm going with Khalil okay. Mack. Uh, the best defensive player in the league. Oh uh, Aaron Donald is number two. Hear it <laughs> now. Hear it now. Hear it now. Believe me later. <laughs> and the last one, in their prime. Okay. Oh, boy. Joe Montana. Oh, come on. Don't do that to me. Or Dan Marino. Joe Montana. That's a tough one. You can't that's pick Dan a, that's, Marino. That's because actually you just an easy one. <laughs> you're going to choose Dan Marino. If you're talking about straight up talent as a quarterback, I go with Dan Marino all day. He doesn't move. He's just like Big Ben. It, it, he's the favorite quarterback of most of the best quarterbacks that have played in the NFL that are still alive. <laughs> and that's still got, alive. And that's got to mean something. Uh, most quarterbacks that, that, are, that have that played at a high level, if you ask them who their favorite quarterback is that played like in the last 30 years, they all say Dan Marino. Okay. Joe Montana to me. You remember when we saw Joe Montana at a high school football game trying to coach up the coach of a high school football <laughs> game? Well, because his son was playing quarterback. Oh, that's right. And where did he end up? I mean, he ended up playing for UCLA, I, I, don't know. I think. He was playing that's at Oak like Park. A stringer? Yeah, I don't know. He like I think he played at UCLA or, or USC for a minute. I remember I was at the Four Seasons. I was having drinks after work. I'm sitting there in the booth. Joe Montana walks in, and I'm just sipping, and I looked up, and I just, I just froze. <laughs> I, I, I just freeze. Well, I wanted to go sit on the opposing team's benches. That's like you and Derek uh, Peterman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. We I talked love Joe about Montana. that earlier when you were not. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, people talk about him being a system quarterback, but every quarterback is a system quarterback. It's just the system that they are playing in, the system they prefer. Uh, that was an awesome. Segment, awesome segment. Well, I'm no, glad. Well, yeah, I mean, good, good job coming up with that. Well, thing. you got to come up with the players, though, and those yeah. are some good <laughs> comparators right there. Eh, sort of. All right, Freddie, what's not as good as yours, Ben? <laughs> no, they were comparable. <laughs> if comparable. You would, comparable. Uh, what's next up on the big board, Freddie? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our tag team news, our thirst and goal team news. Yes, we do have a little bit of news from our tag teams. Yeah, I think uh, Sonia it will be leaving. Sonia will be second, leaving us uh, for just a minute with our before Butters with jumps our on my shoulders. Literal crazy dog here. We're going to give we okay. we did get some uh, for those people out there that have uh, dogs that are a little nervous. We did get some. Uh, drugs for him. It's called ACE. That's a shorthand for it, although uh, we were a little reluctant to give it to him after we uh, were uh, educated as to what it does. It essentially paralyzes your dog, uh, but they are still fully aware, which <laughs> as a human being scares the Jesus out of me. So that's we like, didn't. That's we, like having surgery and being awake yeah. for, or, or as, at least hearing yeah. everything and maybe feeling the pain of it. So we didn't give it to him in a large enough dose to actually <laughs> paralyze him. Um, so what do you want to do? You want to do Steelers? Eagles. Oh, well, let's do, let's Seahawks. do Seahawks. You know, Sonia's not here. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, but. Yeah, so I thought, actually, I thought that Sonia would like this story. This is sort of a feel good story. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson uh, gave away a bunch of money in scholarships this week. And this uh, sort of went back, I guess, I uh, was watching the uh, foot, It's a Football Life with Dan Marino earlier today. I guess he was one of the first. Uh, football players to put together a viable foundation uh, in honor of his uh, son, Michael. I think his name was Michael, who had autism. 
so Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, in partnership with his Why Not You Foundation, awarded eight graduating high school students $100,000 in scholarship money to split. Wilson and his Why Not You Foundation partners with the partnered with the College Success Foundation to create this scholarship program back in February of this year. The foundation is designed to help students continue the, their education at either either a trade school, community college, or four-year university. Uh, Wilson actually was there present and handed out the scholarship money to the students. The campaign's purpose, according to their website, is to inspire youth to achieve their dreams and promote opportunities for success education and support one through the most important community resource our libraries uh so you know i think it's an interesting uh way to go about his you know his you know his community uh contributions in the seattle area i just think it's a it's a you know they're Every player that has a foundation, they do different things. I think giving away college scholarships, especially in those types of amounts, can get you really sort of give you, as someone with a shitload of student student loan debt, it can really put you in a good uh, position going forward. What do you think? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I can't say anything negative yeah, well, about I'm that. Not, I'm that's, not that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome of them to do that for the community, or, or not even. Was it just uh, in Seattle, or is it just in general? I think it's the Seattle area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. Good. For, good for Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool that uh, you know a lot of these players are doing things for the community, mm-hmm. and you know, you'd, you'd expect the owners to do a little bit more, but but just the players doing this kind of thing, especially for you know young kids going to community college uh, or a trade school. I think it's really cool that he included community college or trade school uh, rather than just putting the emphasis on going to a four-year school mm-hmm. uh, to use the money for Which, something. You know, for some kids, it's not the best, you know, way to go. I mean, some of them are better off just going to trade school and, you know, that's where they want to go. That's yeah, and, do. Germany has a great, like, trade program. I mean, if you want to be a plumber out of high school, they don't sort of look down their nose at you. They send you to plumbing school. Uh, it's <laughs> sort of... Well, you don't want to go to college for four years and and rack up one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a day. Plumbers make good money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I, mean, I wouldn't I, want to do I, it because it's it's a difficult. It's not an easy job. I but. call a plumber every time there's a plumbing problem. Uh, and, I, I guess I, you're I not a not, handyman, Ben. I am a handyman. When it comes to, I would much rather shut the power off and do electrical work. When it has to start rooting around with pipes. Yeah, but you can't get electrocuted by water though. So I'd rather oh. I'd rather work with pipes than electricity. But plumbing is tough, man. One leak turns into a bigger leak, turns into a larger leak, or just... yeah. Well, you had that uh, the hot water heater problem. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had the guy come out and yeah, put it. Was, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did have to restart it a few times. Um, but plumbing, plumbing is no joke. Uh, what do you want to do next, Franny? Steelers or Eagles? Eagles. All right. The beautiful, beautiful Eagles. Jordan Howard. Uh, I think we've talked about him before. I'm really excited about uh, Jordan Howard. So the question is, how important will Jordan Howard be to the Eagles' success next season? Last season, the Philadelphia Eagles weren't the best backfield in the NFC. As a matter of fact, they weren't even close to being the best backfield in the NFC East. Thanks, they went from being the second best backfield in the NFL during the 2017 season to being one of the worst uh, the following year. Uh, injuries did obviously play a part in that with Sproles going down. Uh, and I think Adams went 
Hey, well, Corey Clement. Or Clement went yeah, down. Yeah, he went down. Uh, so this year, the Eagles and recognized... And we didn't have LeGarrette Blunt. Well, he's last a... Last year, so... He's a traveler. He is. <laughs> he is. He has a lot of stickers on his suitcase, that guy. Uh, so this year, the Eagles recognized this issue, and they did all they could to upgrade their running back unit. It started by making a trade with the Chicago Bears to acquire Jordan Howard. Then the Eagles decided to use their first of their second-round picks to draft Penn State's Miles Sanders. Though the Eagles won't have Jay Jai or Darren Sproles anymore, they still do have a few returning pieces from the previous year. Corey Clement, Corey Clement will return to his 2017 role as the third back on the depth chart. Then Boston Scott, Wendell Smallwood, and Josh Adams will fight for the fourth spot on the depth chart. So with Howard entering the fourth season of his career in Philadelphia, how important will Jordan Howard be to the Philadelphia Eagles' success next year? I hope he will be very important, Ben. Although I, I was never a big fan of him in, in Chicago. I didn't think he was a great running back, although he did end up on my fantasy team a, a few times because nobody and, else picked him up, so I picked him up, but he was never great on my fantasy team. But everybody I, ends I, up I just, on your just, fantasy I, team I, at some point. I, I just... I just I just hate the fact that he's he can't catch the ball out of the backfield, and I, I think the Eagles thrive on that. You know, uh, he's a, he's a strong runner, but uh, you know he 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 definitely needs to up his game and uh, you know just just practice catching the fucking just catch the ball. You know, I mean, I don't know why it's that so difficult for for running backs for some running backs at least. Um, but uh, you know, I I could see him as uh, as 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 our our basically our like Garrett Blunt or our Jai. So you know, you don't have to catch out of the backfield, but if we need to pick up a few yards, you know, you throw in uh, Jordan Howard. So. You know, hopefully they'll mix it up with him and Clement out there. Yeah, I mean, I think when, when they made the trade, I think we were all shocked to learn, you know, how successful he had been in Chicago from a yards perspective. No, yeah, I, I was <laughs> shocked. I mean, I, I think I mentioned his numbers, uh, you know, a few podcasts ago, and I was shocked because I didn't think he had all those yards, too. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what type of role he plays with the Eagles because, uh, you know, there, there, there's the last, you know, five, six years or so, they haven't had a, a, a number one running back, a go-to guy. It's always been, you know, split backfield, you know, with multiple guys, with multiple roles. Yeah, I mean, and you have Miles Sanders coming in um, as a rookie, and he'll probably get some playing time. I mean, he was a beast at Penn State. Uh, what, what, how, what do you think about him, Ben? I mean, what do you think about Jordan Howard? Uh, I mean, I, I just didn't know much about I mean, I think like you, I didn't know much about him. Hmm. Uh, but when I watched some film on him and I and I actually saw the statistics, yeah, he can't catch the ball uh, as well out of the backfield. Although you guys have an entire stable <laughs> of running backs over there, can Clement catch the ball out of the backfield? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. so yeah, Clement can. can catch it. Um, Adams is no not he, he, a guy that can yeah, catch no. the ball out of the backfield. He's a guy that can't find the hole. But Miles <laughs> Sanders can also, my understanding. Uh, is able to catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, I think that with Wentz coming back, uh, I think you're going to play a lot of 12 personnel sets with both Goddard and Ertz in the game, and I think Howard is just going to, you know, he's going to be able to move the ball well on the ground as well as pick up blocks and open some serious lanes for Goddard and Ertz to run to, to catch the ball down the field. I think it's going to be a really amazing offense to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, excuse me. For fans of the podcast out there, it's very difficult for Friday to say nice, positive, I mean, but you are, optimistic uh, things about the Eagles. I am left to, to have to do that. I, I, but you are. I mean, well, I mean, it's my team, so you know, I'm going to be a little negative until you know they actually get on the field and start playing. 
uh, you know, you're going to be the exact same way with the Steelers. You know, so I mean, if I say something positive about the Steelers, you're not going to feel the same way that I do. That's true. That's true. But I mean, I'm more, I'm I more, would love to have Clement and yeah. Adams and I, I'm more, I'm and more critical. And, I'm more critical of the Eagles than you are. That's, that's for true. sure. I mean, I, I'm picking the Eagles to go all the way this year. So, yeah. Well, I hope they do, but you know, I'm not. I'm not. As, as as positive thinking as you are, I mean, especially this year with the Eagles being or with the uh, the Giants being down uh, and the Redskins being down, I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to pick up some easy wins in the division. You and hope so, but get you know, a nice division game that was tough. You know? I mean, even with the Browns last year, I mean, you guys tied the first game of the, of the season. The Browns lost to great. Oakland. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know that that sort of stuff happens, but you can never say it's an easy win. Uh, and, that's true. That's true. But you, know, you guys I, don't have that weird rivalry. Well, I mean, the Eagles uh, or the uh, the Giants play you pretty tough. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the Eagles always seem to beat the Giants. Um, Washington always seems to split. Uh, you know, and the Dallas Cowboys. That's a toss up. You know. So. Well, the Cowboys. No comment. <laughs> I was going to say something nice about the Cowboys right there, but I don't. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. I mean, I think they're going to be good this year. Uh, See, I don't. That's think why so. I think you're going to get the red. The wins for the, against Washington and against the Giants are going to be so important. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's hard for me to talk about the Eagles because and, it's my team, and because I'm so critical of what they do and the moves that they make. Uh they made some nice moves, yeah. <laughs> and and actually this week, uh, Fletcher Cox was essentially named the most irreplaceable player on any defense in the league. Yeah. In terms yeah. of the con- in terms of the contribution that that he makes to the team. Mm-hmm. Uh in fact some people were ranking him as as the best overall you know all-around defensive player in the league on any team. Yeah. He's a baller. And he and it's just to have a guy like that on your team that alone should give you some Optimism, especially but then, with in Maddox. the back of my mind, I'm always worried about injuries. I mean, it's my team, so it's it's it's. I'm always worried. And you know what else happened this week with the Eagles? Ah, this broke my heart. It just it is it, it it hurt me to my core. <laughs> uh, one of your cornerbacks uh, decided to go out and do a little bit of practicing with. Oh yeah, a. Former wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Avante Maddox, right? Uh, Cravon LeBlanc. No, oh, Cravon LeBlanc. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He went out to to see if he could cover Antonio Brown. He came out to the West Coast to run some coverage drills with Antonio Brown, and that was really depressing for me. It's good practice. It is. It is. But I, I think that secondary is going to be good. I think Maddox and LeBlanc. Well, LeBlanc LeBlanc came in uh, because of all the injuries, and 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 he performed. You know, above expectation. You know, he he wasn't great, but he was good enough. And we'll see how he does this year. Yeah, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you can cover Brown, I mean, he can probably give him some pointers in coverage, especially uh, given what, you know, the teams that you guys are going to play this year, he probably could help him with some of those more elusive uh, wide receivers. And uh, Cooper's pretty uh, difficult to cover. uh, And Washington, you know, could potentially have some receivers that are difficult to cover. I think the Eagles are going to be really, really good this year. I hope they are. Uh, but for Jordan Howard, going back to Jordan Howard, I can see him maybe amassing maybe six or seven hundred yards on the ground. I, I, I don't see him. I, I see him uh, filling that sort of Legarrette Blunt, JGI role. So he's not going to get a whole bunch of yards. He may score on the goal line, 
but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see him as as a threat. You know, catching the ball out of the backfield, which is just another dynamic. Um, you know, when you, when you have one of those types of running backs on the field, and that's just what he has not been. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, with with if you could potentially, if you could get Goddard, Ertz, Clement, and Howard on the field at the same time, I mean, I think you could give defenses fits. Yeah, I mean, Clement can catch the ball out of the backfield. Both Goddard and Ertz can block, right? I mean, Howard, I just Ertz think, maybe not. <laughs> well, he'll. I bet he, what's his third year? Third year? Fourth Ertz? year? Ertz, yeah, uh, Ertz has. It's about for his fourth or fifth year. I mean, he's been, but he's, he's he's never been a good blocker. He's never been a good blocker. Yeah, they're gonna. I'm telling you, they are gonna be amazing. Listen to me now, and believe me later. I put down the bet. They won't be the bad. Eagles to win the Super Bowl. They won't be bad, but I'm always nervous about my Eagles. Uh well, they two years removed from a Super Bowl victory. The Steelers are. I was nervous before the Super Bowl. I'm nervous after the, the Super Bowl. The Steelers so. are eleven years removed from a Super Bowl victory. So. I mean, I think. I mean, and, and well, I think they're deeper than the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, and, I think they are deeper than the Steelers. Don't get me wrong, but you just never know what's going to happen in the course of a season with injuries and you know just being lucky or unlucky. I mean, you know, the, there are certain calls that may sway the, the the outcome of a game. So, you know, it could be just that one game. Yeah, there's it, it, just so many things. Ben, yes, that <laughs> it is makes true. me nervous talking about the Eagles. I well, but that's the, that's the podcast. Yeah. But Wentz, the last time he was fully healthy, he was the front runner for the MVP before he went down. So I think there are significant reasons. Me and you are opposite. To actually. be optimistic, I, me and you are, are are opposite, Ben. Well, because when it comes I'm, to yeah, I'm critical about the Eagles, whereas like with the Steelers, like ah, we'll beat them, no problem. Yeah, yeah, They'll yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, Raven yeah. Schmavens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's coming up in the betting corner, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up we have the Steelers news. Uh, so we just had a little bit of news about uh, Benny Snell. Uh, so Steelers uh, position coach uh, has had nothing but amazing things to say about Benny, Smith, Benny Snell thus far coming out of Kentucky. Uh, so Eddie Faulkner essentially said this week about Benny Snell, he can do it all. It's just a matter of him, of him learning what to do, and he trusts himself, and we trust him, and his teammates trust him out there on the football field to execute. As far as the physical attributes, he can catch, he can run, he can block. He cares about it. He's smart. He's going to be a good player. We're going to continue to develop him and see where it goes. Uh, so what will Snell's role be on the 2019 Steelers? Uh, essentially, that's anyone's guess at this point, uh, Franny. But given the past few years uh, with the Steelers and their running game, you know it could be it could go left pretty fast. Uh, it seems fairly obvious that the team isn't just going to try to plug him into a single role like goal line short yardage running back. Instead, Snell will probably be asked to do everything all other backs on the roster do on a day-to-day basis: run catch and block uh so we come into the year pretty thin at wide receiver uh or at uh, running back we've got uh james connor who got hurt uh late last year after a heavy heavy workload um you know we've got jalen samuels who did not look let's just be honest he did not look particularly good uh last year when he was asked to fill that role for james connor and now benny snell as a rookie so, you know, comparing this to, I, this is why I wanted to have this segment, uh, you know, comparing this backfield to your backfield, this yeah, is why I, I want it. you to be I would definitely want to trade the Eagles backfield for your backfield, that's for sure. Right, so we got Connor, who, I mean, he obviously played well last year, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but we have you know, coming from the situation that he did. Uh, yeah. I mean, he filled in admirably for the absence of Le'Veon Bell. He played above expectation. I mean, he he. he I'm I'm just pissed that I didn't. I didn't you, you had him on your fantasy team, right? Yeah, you picked yeah, him yeah, up. Yeah, I picked yeah. him up real fast. Yeah, yeah, and and nobody knew. I mean, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. knew, and I didn't even think that he would be any good. But no, he he played great. I just knew that we didn't have any other running backs. Yeah, <laughs> so well, yeah. they, someone had to play. Yeah, but I just figured uh, even with the running back that you had, I didn't think he was that good. Yeah, but I mean, he was easy. He was a downhill grinder uh, at Kentucky, and he didn't catch the ball much out of the backfield at Kentucky. Uh, but given you know that Connor, but the Steelers also don't throw that many screen passes. You're not, you're not a screen passing team. That we're not, but we got we cannot sling the ball around like we did last year. Roethlisberger throwing the He's ball seven hundred times. For five thousand yards, I know that you know we're, experts say it's a passing league. Running backs are becoming less and less relevant. But when you look at the teams that that are successful, they're either throwing a lot of short passes to their backs, or they have uh, a significant running game. The teams that actually get to the Super Bowl and win it. Uh, so I'm I'm really nervous about uh, what's going on with the Steelers' backfield, and I hope that Snell can fill a role like Connor did this past year because he's going to have to because we just are too thin at yeah, running back. If yeah. Connor goes down, you can we don't trade, have... You can uh, trade us for Jordan Howard. You want to give anything up for Jordan Howard? I don't know. if We, <laughs> we already traded around. We traded away our third-round pick next year and our second-round or fourth-round pick the year after that. I'm just... I'm really... I'm hopeful that, that Snell can do well, but I am nervous about our backfield. I mean, just rattling off the names. You got Clement. You got... Uh, Howard, you got Adams, you got the who's ever I, I left a name out of that out of that list. Uh the rookie. What's his name? Yeah, you got the yeah. rookie out of Penn State. Yeah. I mean, that is a stacked backfield. This is why I'm always trying to be so optimistic about the Eagles when the Steelers are going into the season with a second or third year running back as their starter who got hurt last year and essentially nothing to back that guy up. Well, he'll he'll come back strong though, and and uh you know when the fantasy draft comes up. I think I might snatch him up for you, Ben. Oh, we shall see. Yeah, yeah we got to set our draft date. Uh, we'll have a little bit of a, you know, we'll let you know how Frane and I uh, did. On and our, I haven't been that good f- these last few years, but you know, you you've been better though, Ben. I've been, yeah. I, I essentially have taken to Frane's sort of methodology, which is just, you know, as soon stack as somebody is <laughs> stack up on running backs, and as soon as someone gets hurt, you know that other people have two kids screaming in their ears in the, <laughs> on a Sunday, and they're out at the park somewhere. But they're not so paying you attention. You picked up those players, like, you know, oh. in game. ACL tear? All right. Yeah, yeah, Who's yeah, the backup? Yeah, yeah. When you see him go down, you pick him up right <laughs> when away. When he goes hobbling off the field, you pick up his backup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that wraps up our uh, our tag team news for this week. Uh, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our brown taste. And this week we have two oh, browns we to do. taste. We, do, we, we have do. a rye and we have a scotch that is much different from the other scotches that we've tasted. I'll say. All right. We're going to see if we can get Sonia out here to do a little bit of the brown taste this week. So hold tight, everybody. All right. So we are back and we will be uh, sampling our two Browns of the week. Uh, this week we have our Whistle Pig Straight Ride 10 Year. We have our Ardbeg Isla Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, also aged 10 years. And uh, guys, let's give it a shot. Son, you have a little bit of Whistle Pig right there. I ben, do. you also have some Whistle Pig. I do indeed. There. All right. And so let's give this whistle. It, it's, it's highly rated. 
It's, it's highly very rated. highly rated. Uh, I'm sure you, you just looked it up right now on on uh, on the internet, but it also on Total Wine, it's a 96. Very, yeah. I yeah. mean, this is a. Uh, so you have some info, Ben. Yeah, uh, this is the Whistle Pig Distillery began uh, when they purchased their farm in 2007. After a few years of deep consideration and personal reflection, they committed themselves to crafting the world's finest and most interesting rye whiskeys. Uh, with help from master distiller Dave Pickerel, they discovered and purchased an incredible stock of 10-year-old blending whiskey in Canada that was being profoundly misused. That initial stock, for which they are forever grateful, is what kicked off their grand adventure from Whistle Pig Distillery. Uh, this particular 10-year uh, holds a fortune, superb taste, and hustle that led to the discovery of an aged rye whiskey stock in Alberta, Canada. They rescued the stock from misuse as a blending whiskey, aged it in new American oak with a bourbon barrel finished, then hand-bottled this rye on its own, and they're honored to present this most awarded rye whiskey in the world. So let's give this whistle pig, widely regarded out there as a good whiskey, uh, let's give this rye whiskey a taste. Well, it smells... It smells really good. It smells really nice. Ooh, I taste... Uh, hmm. Or I smell citrus. I smell <gasps> sweetness. Of, uh, there's just another... There's something else in there that... Oh, that's good. Oh, wow. It's sweet. It's a little bit bitter. Yes. A little bit slightly, bitter. Slightly, slightly bitter. But it's actually very smooth compared to the other ryes that we've tried. Very smooth. I mean, compared to the Redemption, uh, we tasted the Redemption, the Jim Beam, the High West, the Michters, and the... I think that's all... Not a fan. Uh, yeah, the High West, the Michters, the Jim Beam... And the redemption. This is really, really smooth compared, I think, to all, but potentially, if I recall correctly, the Michters was pretty smooth. Mmm. That is very, goes, very good. It goes down. It doesn't go down easy it goes for down, Sonia. It goes down easily for Yeah, I mean, I it think. It goes down easy for you for guys. Me. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> that, Sonia, I'm surprised you don't like that one. No. I feel like I could breathe fire. Really, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it, it's high. It's a hundred proof. Um, so I mean, it's it's a little bit higher you than I think some fire, of the other rise that we've tried. But um, I don't know. For me, it's it's smooth. But I'm trying to detect. There's some. There's some scent. It cinnamon? smells familiar. Maybe a little bit of a, a cinnamony sort of uh, scent. A little uh, bit of a little well, bit of honey. According to the website, <laughs> Franny was spot on. We were both spot on. Uh, the nose, allspice, orange peel, anise, oak, char, and caramel. On the palate, it's sweet, which at least I picked up on that. Uh, I'm proud well, of myself sweet, for picking up on one spicy, thing. Sweet and spicy, for uh, sure. The hints, of, the hints are of caramel and vanilla, mm-hmm. Sonia, okay. uh, followed by rye spice and mint. The finish is long, long with a warm butterscotch and caramel finish i agree with actually all of that oh, good for you i actually can taste all of that it goes now that, right up my nose I feel now like that I they say it i can taste all of it exactly <laughs> <laughs> i just what do you when you say it goes up your nose what does that mean exactly like when i take here i'm gonna take a sip are you drinking with your mouth or your nostrils <laughs> sonia has a straw she has a nose straw <laughs> so before it hits the back of 
back of my throat, it almost comes up through my nose. It's like it hits mm -hmm. the top of my, the roof of my mouth, and it just sort of comes out of the nose. Really? Have you ever, like, had a soda burp from your nose? Yes, of course. That's what this is huh. to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think this is one of the best ryes, nah. if nah. not the best rye we've tasted so far. Uh, uh, redemption? I, I I think the redemption, it, it, comparably, the re the finish Victors? on the redemption is a little bit harsher than this. Jim Beam, come on, it's our top. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> a, well, the Jim the, the citrusy sort of smell. Yeah, you can it. definitely taste. Uh, you can actually it's smell like the, the orangey, orange and the allspice yeah, really. An, an I knew I smelt the citrus. Uh, you can. I think the orange is probably. I had hope. Um, it's almost like a, a little a, bit it's more a very faint, soft, citrusy, orangey sort of scent. Oh, but I could drink that all day. That's but, good. Uh, but it's spicy. It has the right amount of spice. I mean, it's 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 not overly spicy. It doesn't really burn the back of your throat. Just a little bit of pinches. I think I'm a scotch drinker. I think so. Well, well we have one we'll coming see. up for you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who listened to the podcast last week, thank you, first of all. Uh, you know, Franny mentioned potentially uh, bringing out the, um, the Whistle Pig last week. Uh, we have it this week. I think this is a really, really well done good. rye. Good. I mean, this is an amazing rye. Uh, Franny, what are we going to taste next? We're going to taste or sample uh, the Ardbeg. Uh, it's it's definitely, uh, I don't know how Sonia will react to this uh, <laughs> when we try it. Um, but, you know, we, we, we've tried other scotches from the space side and from the Highlands, and those were fairly smooth. Uh, this one has a very distinct flavor to it. Yeah, I mean, this was news to me. I mean, Franny, as I said earlier in the pod, uh, Franny scolded me for not paying close enough attention to him. Uh, but Islay <laughs> scotches, uh, is Islay? this is a scotch whiskey made on Islay. Is One of the Islay? southern Islay. Islay. This Islay? is why they make me Islay? read this I, shit. I believe it's Islay. I Islay. Like, I One of the southernmost. Isle. One of the southernmost <laughs> of the inner Hebridean Islands, located off the west coast of Scotland. The whiskies of the distilleries along the southeastern coast of the island, Laproeg, Laguven, and Ardbeg, Ardbeg, have a smoky character derived from peat. Uh considered a central characteristic of the Islay malts and ascribed both to the water from which the whiskey is made and to the peating levels of the barley. Uh, so this is a really, really interesting... And mind you, they're keeping uh, the cup away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want her to, we don't want her to get, you know... Learn oh my God, that. it's clear. Yeah, because... Uh, Was that moonshine? When... when well, I knew what I was getting into when you brought it over, Ben. I'm like, ooh, it's, yeah, uh, so it's a nice single so this is the malt. Art, so this is the Ardbeg. Uh, this oh, is a 10-years-old uh, Scotch whiskey. It's revered around the world as the peatiest, smokiest, and most complex single malt of all of the Scotches from this region. Uh, yet it does not flaunt the peat. Rather, <laughs> it, gives you, it gives way to the natural sweetness of the malt to produce a whiskey of perfect balance. Named World World Whiskey of the Year in 2008. Uh, what do you think? By who? <laughs> by Scotch by the world. By the world. Oh my uh, God! Son is not a big fan. So let's give. It smells oh. like a hospital room. Let's give. Let's give that this is, in uh, honor. Let's give this. Okay, in, here, right, we here we no, go. No, with, with the style of, of Scotch, uh, you know, either love it or you hate it. Sonia, what do you think about this? Oh, my God. 
Are we really drinking this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It stinks. No, no, it spells PD. Isn't PD like in a bog somewhere? I like yes, it. I, I knew it. I was thinking about this since Thursday, and I'm like, you know what? I like it. It's so <laughs> different. <laughs> Sonia, what do you think? Oh, my God. I, Come it's on. Like swamp water. What the hell? It's it, This is a very that is, widely regarded. Oh, it's regard- really smoky. Yeah, it's it's extremely smoky. Oh it's gosh. peaty. I mean, it it, it what is tastes peaty? it tastes. Oh, you're like, from the West Coast. You don't know what a peat bog is. It tastes like when Ben sprays water on the fire and the <laughs> the leftover water. If you just scoop that up in a cup and you drink that, that's what this tastes like. I mean, I, I correct me, fans, if I'm wrong. I mean, essentially, a peat bog. Sonia is where you have layers of leaves and organic matter that sit that's in, exactly what that this sit in like. water for an extended period of time. But I don't hate it. It's just a very interesting sort of flavor yeah. to it. I, that's why I didn't want to use the glasses, oh, Sonia, because good. it's really Holy. difficult to get it. that, that smell or that oh, scent. Once it's that. in the glass, it's in the glass. Yeah, unless you clean it very well. Um, what do you think, Sonia? I feel like you can marinate a steak in this. <laughs> To give it that smoky taste. No, but but it's actually it's, and it lasts. You like it better today, don't you? I like it better don't today. You? I, I like knew it you better would. today I knew than you I would. did on the four, on the Fourth of July a couple of days ago. Uh, because I mean, well, you're prepared for it now because you didn't know exactly what flavor you were going to get. But as soon as I saw which region it was from, I knew you might not like it. But I know you're very interested in the Browns now, Ben. So it's, it's I can it, see it. it Kind of grows on you a yeah, little bit, right? When I put it on the table on Thursday, I could see it in his eyes. I was like, "Oh, guys, yeah. it tastes I like disappointed liquid him. smoke." You know, I, and, and my dad tried it too. Oh, what did he think? He hated it. Yeah. <laughs> he hates everything, though. And if it isn't, yeah, he's not. He's not much of a drinker. Uh, if it isn't Jägermeister, uh, well, tell, well, tell him that it helps with his digestion. <laughs> Maybe it does. Maybe it does. No, it, it it tastes like liquid smoke. But it's it's just so much different it's from the so other smoky, so scotches. But it's it's smoky. But at the same time, it's smooth though, Sonia. You can't you can't deny that it's smooth. It is drink. smooth. It goes down easily. It doesn't I, hit I don't want to swallow it. I feel like, uh, yeah. But no. so so funny. You're the uh, the resident brown expert. Uh, on the I'm show. not an expert at all. So but I, all of the Isle stock or uh, scotches taste. Uh, obviously, this is allegedly the PD. It's of within them all. this. It's within this sort of same you know vein of flavor. It's 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 they all taste. Smoky and peaty, and I'm not a big fan of like smoky sort of whiskeys. But this one just it's it's interesting. It's not something that I would drink. I would rather drink the other ones that we've tried. I mean, the Glen Livets, the Glen Fittich, the um, Glen Morangie, the Schildag. You know, I, I think those are probably more up my alley. But it this is just it's interesting. It's 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 you know, it's good to try. Yeah, you know, I probably wouldn't right. order this nope. at a restaurant if I was sitting. And they had, if they had a you know a whiskey menu, this is I probably would not order this over all the others. Yeah, you want to know how they describe it? It's a burst of intense smoky fruit escapes into the atmosphere. Peat infused zesty lemon and lime wrapped in a waxy dark chocolate. Bold I don't taste the menthol chocolate. and black pepper the sliced through the sweet smoke flavor. I it. Uh, followed by terry ropes and graphite. Savor the aroma <laughs> of a smoky of smoked. Fish and crispy bacon, alongside green bell peppers, baked pineapple, and pear juice. Mm. I guess that's what you're supposed to eat. Oh, it's Vicks Vapo Rub is listed <laughs> on the website. Uh, those of us from the 70s and 80s will remember what that is. Uh, I taste it. Yeah, it says crackling it is peat. Crackling peat. 
It's awesome. Uh, peat effervescences with tangy lemon and lime juice, black pepper. I'm no pops, longer a scotch drinker. And sizzling <laughs> cinnamon. Maybe not from this spice region. Spice toffee. What region is this again? It's it's that I like. it's it's I like? it's one. If I'm pronouncing it correctly, like? for it's it's one island uh, there in in Scotland. Yeah, it's the Hebrides. Actually, there's multiple distilleries that distill this type of scotch. Yeah, with apparently this, there's eight distilleries on this tiny little island mm-hmm, with the same sort of peaty flavor. <clears throat> they can stay there. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and I think it's the smallest region in Scotland. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, shout out to the NFL Scotland podcast. Please check that podcast out. They've been really keeping me sort of... Yeah, but this you either love it or you hate it, and I'm starting yeah. starting to grow on me just really? a little bit. Are you gonna come over on an evening and say I really want that Ardbeg? If I'm really drunk, I'm begging well, for some Ardbeg. <laughs> admit it though, uh, it, it tastes yesterday better. Yesterday I it, thought about it. No, it's today, two days again, ago. Two days ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And I was like, I'm looking forward to tasting that again. Yeah. Just yeah. Because now you're prepared. I like it more. I like it more myself too. Yes. Well, I'm very happy for the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> but Sonia, let's taste this, you know, in a few weeks. Nope. And see how you like it. I don't want anything to do with this. Well, yeah, I mean, on Thursday I was like, uh, okay. It was, I was all proud of myself. Like I was doing the research and this was like the best of I this, of this particular scotch from this particular but, region. But there, there, there are people that love this type of scotch. I like it. I, I mean, I actually might prefer it to the other scotch. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah right. Such a compared to the compared to the the Glenlivet or the Card Hugh yeah, yeah, yeah. or the I like Glen it better Mor- than anything. Glenmoray, the Glenmoray, the Glenmoray was on. pretty good. That was very smooth and I like the fifteen. I, the this one definitely 15 has, maybe is the only. This other one has scotch. more more of a distinct flavor because when we tried all of those together uh, oh, on the taste distinct. test, they almost tasted all the same. Well, yep. I'm sure if you tried all the same, you know, scotches from the island, but region. this is the IPA of scotch. Okay, so it's so, bold. It's out there. It's, it's definitely it's, bold. It's it's definitely bold. Are, are it's going to hit you in the face. All the weird the Islay. Islay whiskey. Oh, maybe we should. Should we try all the Islay whiskeys? I don't know. They're kind of expensive. <laughs> 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 they're they're not. They're People not, pay a lot of money it, for it, this. It wasn't that. Well, they have. Bad. I mean, uh, it was like sixty-five bucks. I think. Wait, does that, that say eighteen fifteen? Oh, that that's that's when it was established. The uh, distillery. It's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But. Uh, it's no, interesting for me. It's just interesting to dr- try different, you know, yeah, I like alcohols, it. different flavors, different tastes. You know, it's 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 People. it's it's not something that we have tried on the show so far. It doesn't taste like anything we've tried no. on the show so far, other than liquid smoke that you That's, add to well, your uh, meal. But it's smoky, but it's also peaty, which is uh, <laughs> I, I think maybe if you grew up on the East Coast, the. Uh, but it, it, yeah, the, uh, I'm sorry about banging that cup on the table. Ben. No, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. Yeah. I don't know if I that's make, coming through. I make plenty of noise. Uh, ben starts waving and yeah, flailing yeah. his arms around. I think <laughs> I think yeah. if you guys grew up on the East Coast, maybe uh, you know around sort of swampy, more swampy. What you drink it? What? But you grew Are up you with from that Florida? smell. <laughs> <laughs> but I was around areas like swampy areas, peaty. Oh, the dirty, areas. dirty, the dirty, dirty. Yeah. That's why it's called the dirty, the dirty, dirty. Now dirty. we know why, Ben. Do we have any listeners from New Jersey out there? Yeah, but for uh, for all you, of our, you smell it. Like I'm not. This smell is not new yeah, to me. Yeah, but for for our listeners though out there that have not tried a scotch from you know the island region of oh Scotland, you know, give it a shot. See how you like it. You know, you either love it or you hate it. And I think it's kind of growing on me and Ben. Sonia. Nope. We'll try it nope, again. Nope, the smell alone is 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 enough to put me off. Well, I could. You say... will never meet a woman. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, if you well, drink my dad, this. my dad smelled it, and he 
they immediately yeah, he's like, the, was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like he started gagging. You know, it's awful. I, I smell, but they, it was like he tried it. He tried it, and we're like, "How does it taste?" He's like, "It it, it tastes like a smell." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It's exactly, and this is him. the only one that tastes like. Oh it, my it god, smells. it's pretty. Oh bad. My the other god. ones have like a, a sort of soft, you know, sort of scent, and yeah. they have a different t- sort of yeah. taste. Yeah. But this one definitely does <laughs> taste like it smells. Yeah, yeah, Vicks vapor rub. Well, but what I, I could say is, of all of the browns that we've tasted so far, you like this one. This is the only one that I that I actually thought about. It's memorable afterwards, and was wondering when I would be able to taste it again. This is the first one of all of you the. You know browns. what? It's going to sit on a shelf, and you can go ahead and taste it. But I, I mean, I think Freddie, you mentioned the same thing. Like it popped in your mind, and it was did it. Did it really? What? Were you at the, work? This this popped no, no, in your mind independently was, of the podcast. While we were tasting, I'm like, I don't like it now. But once it aerates, it's open. The bottle has been open for a couple of days now. Maybe I'll like it a little bit more. I'm prepared Ugh. sort of for the flavor. It's awful. I don't mind it now. I mean, when we first had it, you 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 were struggling. Oh my god, you I was struggling to drink it to get through the first glass. I was. I you was. want you want another? I was not in uh, after <laughs> in, in post production. Here you go. Oh course. my God, Sonny's not drinking any of the things that are. Out. Oh my God, you gave her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I thought Sonny would like it. No. Yeah, no. You guys are gross. All right, Sonny well, will be so, asking for it. So, yeah. uh, well, like we're gonna do the, we'll, my steak. We'll do the rating on the beer, right? We're gonna do the, the whatever it is, the the number out of ten on the beer. But yeah. of all the of all the browns that we've drank on that board, is there any brown on that board, Which Sonia? Sonia. Uh-huh. That. You pref- that it would be below this Islay um, scotch. Oh, uh, I didn't like Granddad. The Granddad was str- the, this was is strong. better than the Granddad only yeah. because it's smoother. It's easier to drink. It goes down fairly easily. And I did not like. Oh God, I don't see it. Um, Which one? Oh, it wasn't a. I'm sorry. It was a. The Jim Beam. Do we have the Jim Beam Rye on there? Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. We yeah, 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 we got both there. Yeah. They're both there. I don't remember. I mean, they're all like... But was this the worst of all the things we tasted for you? Yeah. For me... So before before <laughs> before we go on, on, on our little hiatus here, what are your top five on the board right there, Ben? Uh, I would say oh, just so, a quick glance. Just to, I mean, we didn't prepare for this, but yeah, we, yeah, we tasted a five, at least five rice, five bourbons, and five scotches. Um, I would say right now I would put the the Eagle Rare up there, and the Elijah Craig up there. Mm-hmm. The Barrel Dovetail is up there. Um, the Old Forester was up there, and the Michters was up there. What about you, Frenna? Um. I would say the 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 Glenmore Scotch was very easy to drink, like dangerously easy to drink. I mean, you could you could definitely drink a lot of that. That was really good. The Michter's Rye was one of my top favorites on there. Um, the Elijah Craig also one of my favorites, especially because it's it's fairly cheap. I mean, you know, for a large bottle, you, you mean for a one point seven five liter, you can buy for thirty bucks at Costco, and that's a very good one. Um, the Angel's Envy, also a very interesting, uh, complex flavor to that. Very smooth. Um, the Old Forester, also very good. And uh, Oh, the Old Forester was good. And, and actually, you know, the, the Whistle Pig. I like this Whistle Pig. Nope. What about you, Sonia? No clue. 
<laughs> okay. To be right. honest. Yeah, well, next up we have, what's next about the big board there, Franny? Next up on the big board, Ben, we're going to go from the, from the Browns to the beer. Yeah, we have a couple of beers to taste for you. One, uh, one oh, that yeah, so is you from got one Belgium, for Sonia. Yeah, you got from Sonia. And then a special beer <laughs> for Sonia. A very light one. So hold <laughs> They got me water, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold tight, everybody. Carbonated one. <laughs> All right, it's time for the beer taste test or a little at least a sample of the beers for the week uh, ben you got one for sonia i tried a light beer for yes, sonia I did and yep. because of or in honor of our uh, listeners from belgium last week we promised to get a belgian style or a belgian beer and it is a saison and butters is crawling all over my leg <laughs> and i'm trying to push him <laughs> off right now uh because of the fireworks uh but it is a saison that really light beer that you got uh sonia do you have any uh, info on the beer ben the Yes, we're, 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 there it is. It's so the Omission Brewing Company. Uh-huh. Uh So we are trying the o- the ultimate light. Uh, again, no sponsorship here, but we are happy to entertain any and all sponsorships from beverage companies. Uh, so this is an Omission Light Golden Ale. is smooth, easy drinking, and full of flavor. It only has five carbs and ninety. Nine calories. Wow. You can have another without feeling full. Like <laughs> all Omission beers, Omission Ultimate Light Golden Ale is crafted to remove all gluten. All right, so let's give this beer a try. You want to try the Omission? Let's try the Omission first, Ben. All right, let's do it. All right, so you grab the bottle. I'll I grab my bottle. little sample over only here. 99 calories. 99 calories, wow. <laughs> it's Friday's new perfect beer. for me. I know, Friday's seriously. new beer of choice over here. <laughs> Where'd you get this, though, Ben? Uh, this one I was able to locate, I believe, at Sprouts Farmer's Market. Nice. Oh, wow, that's really good. Actually, that's that is a, a light ale. That's a light summer ale. That's very good. That is very crisp. It's crisp. With slight bitterness, a little bit of pine flavor to it. I like it. It actually has more flavor than you'd expect from the color. And the name of it. It says yeah, light, yeah, says but it's essentially omission ultimate light. It doesn't taste like a light beer. I was thinking maybe it would taste a little bit lighter, uh-huh. um, but the flavor is actually more than I would have expected from a 99-calorie five-car beer. Yeah. I mean, uh, this, this is this is something we should have been drinking the other day. Yeah. yeah. This will be this next July 4th. This will mm-hmm. probably be on the diving board uh, while we are swimming around on the 4th of July. Has some fruity... Some- fruity notes to it i mean it, it's it's light bitter but sweet also yeah. the finish and this is the one that we got for sonia so we're interested to hear what sonia has to say she's over there trying to take care of the dogs yeah. she's shaking her head this was not one of her favorites so yeah she will, said it was too bitter yeah she said it was will. too bitter she did try it during that uh, little bumper right there. <laughs> yeah, so we'll continue to try to find a beer uh, for Sonia. But I actually think uh, they have cans on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think this would be awesome uh, out of a can next to the pool in some high temperature weather. Now, our thirst and goal beer rating, Ben, what would you rate this? Around uh, a seven. I think I'd give it around a seven because I could fe- it almost it has a little bit of a diet complexion to uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Uh, you can tell it's it's... Not quite as full-bodied as as you would like, and it's probably 
uh, to the la- the lack of gluten and whatever they've done to remove some of the calories from mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of a sort of a diet aftertaste. Taste that, but it still has more flavor than I expected it to have. Definitely. Oh, for sure. It's better yeah. than Michelob Light oh, out there. Yeah, it's better than probably any mile. light beer that I've by tried. A mile. All right, Franny, what's next? What are we tasting next? The next one, Ben, is a Saison DuPont from Belgium. It looks good. The bottle is uh, very slender, very nice. Oh, it's a very slender, sexy bottle. It is kind of sexy. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's, uh, six and a half gallery back there. Six and a half percent alcohol by volume. It is uh, brewed at one of Europe's last farmhouse breweries. Saison Dupont is a four-star, world-classic example of the Belgian Saison style. Blonde in color with a big, rocky head, Saison Dupont is dry and refreshing. Great with all grilled foods. Sounds like it's right up our alley, Ben. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Has Sonia taste this one yet? Not yet. I don't all know. right. Maybe she has. we got to get her over here. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Here we go, folks. It tastes like a Belgian lager. Yeah, it's good. It's a little weedy. I don't know why it is, it's yeah. weedy. It is, it is it quite weedy, weedy, actually. It's uh, definitely thicker <laughs> than... It feels like there's uh, more mouth. It's, it's, it's When you swallow it, it is definitely thicker than the light. Yeah, beer. it's got a soft mouth feel it's to a, it. Sonia's laughing at us over <laughs> yeah, here. She's got describing this. She's behind us right now. <laughs> yeah, you can't hear her on the mic. She's trying to take care of the dog, so folks, uh, bear with us here. I like it. Sonia like wants to be like past it. the beverage. I thought I would like it more. I would say this is probably a six. Uh, yeah, I, I, in a, I, I'd give it a... I'm actually going to give it a 6.5. <laughs> uh, because it's not quite uh, a seven. But it's not very complex. I mean, it kind of yeah. just goes down. It's a little thick. I mean, there's some weediness to it, but it's, you know... Nothing, nothing spectacular. No, yeah, it sort of, it sort of reminds me of a, a like a signature beer, like the beer that, yeah. that you know, the, the the Budweiser of whatever country you're in. I, no, I don't think it's a Budweiser. No, no, that it's not a Budweiser. <laughs> but but, no, but but for Belgian beers, I think it's. I, I think, think it's more of a small yeah. craft brew, but yeah, that's why I expected more flavor. But uh, hmm, nothing special. All right, Sonia's over here. She is going to taste the beer. She thinks there's something in her hair, but there's not. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's tasting it. She's tasting. But it has, it. A, has a nice, a nice golden. Sonia's getting back on the mic. The podcast it. is complete. I like it. I actually, I actually like it because this one's not bitter. Wait, so you I, like I, this I've better? Noticed, <laughs> I've noticed I don't like the bitterness to I beers. Hate, me I and hate Ben, everything bitter. Me and Ben like the bitterness. Yeah. 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 Or Do you like the, grapefruit or, juice? Yeah, of course. I hate it. Yeah. Well, oh, the more bitter, the better. Oh, let's give an update on our beer that we. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a little funny. Yeah, actually, Sonia, you weren't there on Fourth of July, but Ben brought over a bottle Uh of uh, the seventh round IPA, and I guess waiting one more week, so it's been basically in the bottles for three weeks now. Okay. So it has uh, formed a little more carbonation, so there's more carbonation to it. Me and Ben thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed our own beer. Really? Yeah. It was actually much more carbonated than we. Did anyone else try it? My dad tried it. Okay. And my mom tried it. Oh, yeah. well, your mom. What yeah. did your mom say? My mom said, ew, this is too bitter. <laughs> she said it's not Heineken, and that's yeah, all I yeah, care yeah. about. Yeah, I know. So, but, but she did like the Einstock. The Einstock. Oh, that's right. She liked the Einstock. She said, this is so refreshing. Yeah, it yeah. It is. Uh, so that's good stuff. Yeah, so the Einstock she liked. I, there's still a rot house in 
the fridge. Hopefully oh, she'll yeah, drink yeah, yeah. that eventually. But uh, what about the uh, what, what's that other one? Oh, the, the, the Spanish the, one. The Spanish one, the Bocaron. She tried oh, the, the El Bocaron. We had her try that too. Oh, yeah. And? And she also enjoyed the air bocaron. Yeah. yeah. As soon as we figure out so, how to open and drink that beer without oh, losing ma- half yeah. the beer with Son, you didn't see. Yeah, basically, I, I opened up a beer in the kitchen, and uh, it spilled all over the uh, <gasps> the, uh, the oh, kitchen. I, yeah. I, I was leaking all over the place. Listeners, oh. if, if there's anyone that knows the secret to opening an el bocaron uh, and not losing half of the beer out the top. Is it um, the salt? I'm not sure what it is. Uh, it's either the, it's probably the salt. I mean, it's hard to tell. Yeah, but I mean, this Dupont saison. Um, it smells really nice, though. It actually smells very nice, but the flavor, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty sort of average. Yeah, Belgian lager. I can drink this. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. So one. we'll find something for Sonia that's not bitter. Don't don't worry about me. Yeah, but me and Ben kind of like everything. So but this is an ale. That's true. The other one's an ale. This one's bitter. This one's not bitter, but the the one that has no calories somehow <laughs> was yeah. the one that was bitter. But I like that one. I mean, I'm I'm just I think I'm just more shocked by the fact that it is a light beer, but it actually has some flavor. The omission. Oh, it's really bitter for me. But it, it yeah, for you, babe. But it, yeah, you don't expect that from a light beer. With most light beers, it's basically like the height. Yeah, yeah the, that, the height or loves. the coarse light or like a bush or something. It's just very yeah. bush. bush. What was the name? What was the commercial? That was the commercial. Unleash the. They were like on a uh, mountaintop. That was or like some the carbonation shit. that comes out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like Bush. Is I mean, but I like Bush in so in, in as much as I ranted about the Buffalo Bills uh, earlier uh, earlier on the. Podcast. I tried to rant with you, Ben. I couldn't rant with you. Uh, it's probably more <laughs> sentimental about Bush than anything else. If you put one in front of me right now, I don't think. And I, and, and we would we would have a taste test. Of those types of beers, I'm just embarrassed to buy those Aww. beers. Uh, well, then I'll, you give me the names of the beers, and I I have no shame. You I will go buy, to Total Wine. I have no and shame. You pick them up. I have no Hams. shame. Hams? Oh, Hams is pretty good. Actually, Hams I've beer? never even heard of that beer. Uh, Hams, that's, a, that's uh, an old, old, old beer. It's you've heard of, you've heard of Natty Ice or Natty Light? I've heard of Matty Ice. Natural Light. Natural Light. Yes, Labatt's Blue. Labatt's Blue. Sorry, PBR. Sorry, Canadian fans yeah. out there. It's not very good. <laughs> uh, Molson, another uh, beer I oh, grew yeah. up on from Canada. Our, our 11.5 ounce. So, Sonia, me, me and Ben rated this okay. this beer, uh, the DuPont. Mm-hmm. A it's six a seven. And a 6.5. Okay, so Sonia rates this one a little bit higher. Yeah, it's a seven for me. Now, remember, yeah. I don't like all that bitterness. You don't like stuff, the bitterness. You don't like the bitterness. So you know, you, you, we all have our own taste profiles like that we enjoy. I like the peatiness. Give me a peaty beer. Well, you could drink whatever that bog stuff is. <laughs> I want to see how much of that bottle is going to disappear. It's not. It's just going to I think there. you might be shocked. No, he's going to spill it out and pour water in there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. No. It's too, uh, it's too, people put work and labor into that, and it found its way on a boat across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, they to just us. took a bottle and just filled it up with the, the bog. I'm going to take you to a peat bog back east, and, <laughs> okay, yeah. and then you'll see you will not take how wonderful We will go to Scotland. Is. That is where we need to go on our next experience. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll hook up with I would the, love to see Scotland. Yeah. The folks from the, the NFL Scotland podcast. I we'll can't say enough good things about days. that podcast. Yeah. Three days in Scotland. We could go to the distilleries and actually drink real. Hey, if you've oh, got yeah. the, the accent down, yeah. I'll probably not, but you know, whatever. I think no. I do. I'd bring, <laughs> I'd, I'd bring Willie from The Simpsons with me. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll oh, my. We'll okay. Go to, we'll go to Islay first to get the good beer. 
Got the good scotch. What the hell? I don't even know what accent <laughs> that is. Yeah, I don't know. Sonia says all my accents sound the same. Yeah, so they, they do. Can't yeah. They do. It doesn't matter what part of the world yeah. they all sound. They can't yeah. be ethnically or racially or objectionable yeah. because they're all exactly the same. But uh, uh, I thought both of them were good. The omission, surprisingly, I thought was better for the light beer. There you go. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, you're gonna make a shout out to some of our fellow podcasters out there. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all to the community of NFL podcasts out there. We truly need to support each other uh, as we go and embark upon this endeavor of providing people with the various perspectives that we all have on the NFL, on booze, on all of the things that we all cover. So this week, a shout out to the After the Gridiron podcast. Uh, the show, hosted by Lyle Green, features interviews with retired football players from both the Canadian Football League as well as the National Football League. All of these cool. players share their journey through football and discuss what they are doing in their lives now. Uh, the host navigates them through the interview and asks questions that they haven't typically been asked before. You will truly get a unique glimpse into the lives of these athletes and get to know them on a deeper level. You can find a link to the website. Look for it in the show notes. And you can find them on Twitter at A.T. Gridiron. Uh, this is really a great, great podcast. He's done a, a whole slew. Uh, I actually talked to Lyle uh, once on the phone. They've done a, a He's done a host or a whole host of interviews with retired NFL as well as CFL players, some that you know, uh, most that wouldn't uh, be readily, sort of they wouldn't come to your mind real uh, readily. But it's really interesting to hear, as I repeat myself over and over again, <laughs> uh, it's really interesting to hear their perspectives as human beings sort of navigating through both the CFL as well as the NFL, uh, their life experience, what they've been doing since they retired, and just sort of, a more human perspective on what's going on in the NFL as well as the CFL. They're all retired, uh, so they don't give you that sort of perfunctory, you know, support the team, you know, I'm doing what I can, love the team, love the owner, all that crap that you hear while they're playing. Uh, it's really, really a great show, and I can't recommend it enough. So thanks, Lyle, for everything that you do on the show. Uh, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our top five. Oh, Sonia came up with the top five this she week. She did. She did. Sonia, what is the top five this week? Oh, yeah. The top five is road trip. When you guys or when anybody goes on a road trip and you stop off at your local 7-Eleven, AM, PM, whatever they're called across the nation. Convenience store? No, no. I mean, I'm talking about you're stopping for gas. You're like, ooh, let's go get some. When you're lunches. in Barstow on your yeah. way to Vegas, right? Ooh, Barstow. Where's that big? Uh, um, what's it called? The temperature gauge over there in uh, Baker. 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 Oh, Baker. Okay. Baker. <laughs> yeah, Ben really jumped at that one. Uh, uh, I've I like. I'm one of the rare people that likes driving to Vegas. I, I enjoy like, driving but to you Vegas. Always fly back. Although like. I flew back on the well because I know at a bachelor party I am not going to want to sit in the car. But last time <laughs> no, was, I had to go to work. Last time you flew to Vegas. More recently, right? Uh, no, I drove. Oh. I drove, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't uh, 
Uh, Franny wouldn't know what I did during my bachelor party because he wasn't oh, at my bachelor again. party. So top five. He was All saving right. money for someone else's bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, top five. So, Franny, what are your top five? I have to go grab it at 7, 11 a.m., p.m., wherever you are. Starting with number five, Sonia. Yeah. Water. That's, yep. Water. Okay. You need water because you will be drinking. Yep. Wherever a you jug. end up. You, I, <laughs> a jug. Because they don't have water where you're going. No. Maybe not. But you need it in your room. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. The very mature answer, number yeah. five. <laughs> That's why it's number five. <laughs> <laughs> it's not number one. Uh, number four, Red Bull. Ah. Yeah, Red oh, Bull. Good choice, you know, good choice. You, know, okay. you need an energy drink. I mean, right. it could be, uh, what are they, Rockstar or what, what else do they have? I don't even know what other ones they have. Monster. Monster. When, when Franny Griswold is driving you to Vegas. In my station wagon. Yeah, it was exactly. A, it was a van, I think, right? That one time. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, like, Shut yeah. up back there. With your 1995 Oakley. Try to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, kids. Back there. It was funny. He was so serious. I was serious. I was driving a he was car just, full of eight people. Well, at the time, I didn't realize he was just not. On the way back, he was, it was even worse because I was messed up yeah, on the way yeah, back. He was just trying not to kill us. I know, exactly. And I, and I exactly. decided to make fun of him about it. Number three, chips. Any sort of chip. Yep. You know, Doritos, Funyuns. You know, the you twists. You and your yeah, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I don't know. I just thought about Slim Jims. You wanna, oh, yeah. Slim know, Jims. Snap into a Slim Jim <laughs> on, your, on, your, on your drive over there. Oh, there's protein. Listening. I don't even know what there is in a Slim Jim. I have no idea. Know. We don't want to know. You know, what part of a cow or a pig that came from. What's left after what? the hot dog is made. <laughs> the, the hoof. The, the anus. Oh, stop. <laughs> the hoof is good, though. The hoof Folks. is probably good. I guess so. <laughs> As long as you have salt. And your number one? Number one is gas. Because <laughs> you need gas <laughs> to get over that to where fair. you're going. That is I, I fair. I kind of said while you're pumping gas. So. Oh, well. <laughs> you didn't say that. I don't think okay. you said it. Just, you said it just now. Okay. But that's my number one. You need gas right. to get wherever All you're right. going. You got it. All right, Sonia, what are your top five? All right, top five. Number five, chips, Doritos, Cheetos, whatever. Four, water. Uh-huh. Uh, water is higher on your list than mine. Yeah. Three, well, I, I got to wash down the chips. Um. <laughs> Three, uh, I need my chocolate bar. I need just chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, two, Advil. I, I got to pick up my Advil. Oh, fair enough. And my number one, Slurpee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> or Nicey. To Icy prepare. To prepare. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. All right. All right, Ben. My number five, cigars <laughs> and or cigarettes. Why are you shouting? This is my, this is my Vegas trip list. <laughs> okay. Cigar, huh? Cigar. Uh, cigars or cigarettes, you gotta, if you're going to Vegas, you gotta, you know, you're gonna you do gotta, it all. You don't gotta, but you do. All right. Number four, Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. It's not water, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it refreshes. Uh-huh. It builds energy. Uh, number three, gin. Oh, because there's no gin where you're going. Well, yeah. you gotta have, I'm not driving, <laughs> You can't right? get it for free for gambling. You know, yeah. so uh, you gotta make sure you gotta have gin. You don't know what they're gonna not have. Not while you're You're driving. very particular with you your gins, casino. though. Yeah, that's what I mean. You don't know what you're gonna get yeah, at the yeah. casino. They only, like, I was drinking rye last time I was you, in Vegas. You usually get there and put a bottle on the table. And they don't always have the gin that you want. Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't have the rye that I have. I drank the uh, the bullet rye, I think. Well, when and you're downtown, they won't have that stuff for you, then. <laughs> But doing the Sonny's show, we're so particular now. Huh? We're like, do you guys have any of the redemption? Do you guys have any of the? <laughs> yeah, they're like, we know? have the bullet and we got the Jim Beam. Angels, Jim Beam. Angels Envy, anybody? Um, number two, again. Ardberg? My, my Ardbeg? Do <laughs> you have any Ardbeg? Uh, <laughs> 10 years old? Scotch, please? Yeah. Uh, like number five. Or number two, 
a strange T-shirt, some kind of an odd piece of clothing to wear while you're there. They may not have. You don't it. bring your own. They clothes. may not have it at the Seven Eleven. But it, it would, starts his trip in his underwear, it and he gets be, dressed on the way. But if you have, if they have a strange T-shirt at the at the truck stop or at the Seven Eleven, you might as well buy that strange T-shirt. Uh, and number one on the list. Can't wait. Chips oh. and or snacks. You gotta <laughs> have right. chips and snacks. All right. uh, they're gonna cost a fortune once you get there in the room. All right, so we all agree chips and snacks are necessary. Yeah. And, and, and Ron and I both agree that we're mature enough to get some water. I got some Gatorade. I got Gatorade. <laughs> no energy drinks. I'm the only one with the energy. Yeah, drinks. I got. Slurpee. I got <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, coffee, uh, cold coffee brew coffee might make it on my list next time. Not all of the casinos or hotels now have coffee in the room. Uh, uh, so waking up and having to get dressed and walk in to human beings to get that <laughs> first cup of coffee is not ideal. Uh, hotels and casinos, people need coffee in the room. They don't want to go down there before they have their first cup of coffee. Okay. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our TV update. I have not watched anything lately, but... Sonia, Ben, you you watched oh, something. Oh, yeah, Last Sonia. Kingdom, man. Yes. It's, it's good. It really... <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I got the uh, Last Kingdom theme here, Sonia. Tell us about the... Uh, so we're, don't we're, ask me what happened at the last Well, episode. we don't want to spoil it for, for Friday, yeah. but we are into season three. We are about... Yeah, halfway through. Yeah, we're about three or four episodes <laughs> yep. from the end. What do you think of the Last Kingdom thus far? I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of coming back around to to where he be, you begin so you got to pay attention to the characters um it's friday i'm telling you it's really good it I, I, I will watch it eventually i almost got friday to, to log into netflix and get an account on uh, on thursday <laughs> didn't get him drunk enough <laughs> well i offered him our password and yeah. then of course he's like well no you know i'll, I'll get it it's only 12 dollars no, I mean, i'm sure there's other good shows on there and you know just log in well we watch all the foreign ones which uh, are really good dark yeah so that, yeah that's coming up next oh oh sorry <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I really, really liked Last Kingdom. Uh, I didn't realize that it was, again, I think we talked about it last week, that it's historical, that the main character is fictional. Uh, but many of the characters that are in the show, the kings and the lords that ultimately set forth this part of the planet on its course to become what we now know or what we did know as England, uh, most of those characters are based on true events. I guess it's a, a story that was based on a series of 10 books that were written as historical works. And it, it's just, it's really, really, really a well-done show. Uh, surprisingly, for, for Netflix, has, as, as good as it is, uh, the characters are just really, um, uh, they're interesting. You want to follow them. You want to, you know, understand why they're doing what they're doing and the impact, the emotional and physical impact of what's happening. Uh, you know, I didn't know that the, the Danes don't come off too well in the show. Uh, but I don't, and I don't know how much of that is accurate, but son, you really, you really enjoy it as well, right? Yes. Yes. I, I really, really, I never thought I'd like anything like that. You know, the, the old, fighting and blood and gore and all but i mean this is this is actually yeah, really after good. watching game of thrones you kind of got into yeah, that sort of thing. yeah i'm kind of numb but i it. mean I, I think that you will really really like the utrid character the the main character on the show who's traveling uh yes. who's conflicted between uh you know born a saxon raised a dane and he's sort of caught between these two worlds uh in part because of his own 
his own stubbornness, but also in part because of how the outside of both of or by both how those groups view him. You know, the Saxons don't view him as truly Saxon, and the Danes don't view him as truly Dane. And he's it really makes for a, a very a very interesting show, and just the the battles, um, the way that the the you know Christianity sort of was building and building. Uh, and the the conflict between the the Viking gods and, and the way that they view things and yep. the, it's it's really the, good yeah it's really really good and All that's right. me saying that yeah <laughs> so we're both saying it, Franny I will get on it Netflix.com eventually uh, the other one we're watching is Dark and we're about two seasons mm-hmm. or two episodes from the end yep. of season two. Really amazing show uh, from Germany. Uh, has subtitles, folks out there. If you're not a fan of subtitles, this won't be you for gotta you. got to pay attention, though. But you have to pay attention. I honestly feel as if I'm going to have to watch this show again from the beginning just so I can figure out exactly what I'm getting wrong. Um, but yeah. it's essentially a show about uh, time travel and a 33 year cycle that continues and continues and continues yeah 333 year cycles that continue and continue and continue yeah uh towards the apocalypse or not towards the apocalypse as the case may be (laughs) but it's i mean it's an i think it's a great show uh the way that they are able to you know make the uh, the characters interesting enough uh, while also building in the the time travel stuff, what do you think, Sonia? You got to pay attention because you're looking at these characters. You're like, wait a minute, who is that again, or who was that again? <laughs> yeah, like last night we were like, okay, so this person uh, brought this person uh, <laughs> yeah. when they found them, and now that this person that was supposed to be their son, but it's also their husband and also the father yeah. of this other person. So, guys, if you're yeah. if you decide to watch this, you'll know what we're talking about. I know it sounds like a lot of gibberish right now because i know you guys aren't you're trying not to mess it up for me yeah if i watch it so yeah yeah i mean i, I think it's you good. would enjoy both of these shows i'm, I'm not but you no, have no to bullshit, pay attention no bullshit i mean i think they're both really good yeah uh and again uh bald move which is one of the the podcasts that i really love that does um television reviews uh they haven't reviewed last kingdom but they have reviewed dark uh and that's usually sort of my barometer for you know knowing that i'm on the sort of on the right track uh, and dark is is it, there are a lot of shows from from Germany from from Scandinavia on Netflix that are sort of average sort of crime drama stuff. This one is really really interesting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's going to be a third. I was actually disappointed to, to learn that it was going to have a, a third season <laughs> because I was going to hope and I would wrap up and I would learn what's going on. Uh, so it's we'll good. see. It's we'll good. see. All right, Friday. Once, once next, better call Saul coming back. I mean, seriously. Next year. Oh man. Yeah, we're gonna have to get Friday. In. I think Friday's sort of taking a break from the from the, everything. The high drama of television right now. Since my disappointment with uh, the last season of Game of Thrones, some uh, disappointment to, with the Game of that. Thrones. Uh, disappointment that the Clippers will probably have a better team than the Lakers uh, next uh, year. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> there was uh, the Clippers had picked up. Who did the Clippers pick up, Friday? Doesn't matter, Ben. Let's move on to the next thing here. All right, Kawhi what's Leonard? next up on the big board? Big deal. <laughs> what's and, next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, I think Sonya is pulling up her questions right now. Yep. It is the quiz. It is the of quiz the week, and this week it is Sonya. It's my turn. 
Are you guys ready? We are ready. All right. Um, so this one's easy. We got our game we show theme playing dramatic. in the background. Okay. It's dramatic. Got it. Are, are you Are you ready? Yeah. Is everybody ready? All right. Are our listeners ready? What state has the most football teams? California. Yes. <laughs> oh, three. Uh, huh? Three. Niners, uh, Chargers, and Rams. And Raiders. There you <laughs> well, well, technically not. Well, right technically now. right now. Yeah. Well, when they're building your stadium. Can you name the other state that is close to? Mm. New. Oh, got to get my buzzer. Uh-huh. New York. How many? Three. What three? Jets, Giants, and Buffalo Bills. Kind of wrong. <laughs> kind of wrong. How am I wrong? Uh, because the Giants and the Jets play where? In the dirty, dirty. Yeah. Oh, uh, they do play in the dirty, dirty. That's true. Yeah. So, but there's another dirty, dirty that that's gonna be the answer to this question. The other team, Florida. Yep. Can you name this, the Miami Dolphins? Jacksonville Jaguars, soon to be London Jag- Jaguars, <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Boom, Buccaneers. Boom, you got it. You got it. Very good. Okay. Uh, hang on. I got to pull it up on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is going to be an interesting game. I'm going to describe the... Um, uh, how do I want to put it? Um I'm going to describe the wrongdoing, and you tell me what player did it. Wow. Okay? Like, this one's going to be easy. Operated interstate dogfighting ring. Mike Fick. Very good. Okay. Uh, are you ready? It's sad that there's so many. that This could be a quiz question. <laughs> I know this could be a good one. <laughs> okay. We'll see you in the morning, folks. <laughs> arrested for, I know, arrested for possession of an unregistered weapon after shooting himself in the leg. Plexigo Burris. <laughs> <laughs> um, was involved in an altercation with a security guard at a strip club. Kareem Hunt. No. Um, Robert Kraft. When he couldn't, <laughs> when he could not recover his money after he was making it rain, huh? Hmm. And not Antonio Brown. No. To his credit, there, there, there's a video game. Waka 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 waka. Oh, Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> Adam Pac-Man Jones retired this year. Accused of murdering ex-wife in 1989, and refused to turn himself in leading to the most famous low-speed pursuit of his... OJ, back on Twitter, or on Twitter, uh, O.J. Simpson. I almost forgot about O.J. Simpson. I forgot that he was a football player. Yeah, he said on Twitter he's got a lot of getting even to do. Yeah, Uh, Scared the shit out of a lot of people. (laughs) Uh. While trying to make an illegal turn, a policewoman attempted to stop this NFL player... By standing in front of his car. Instead of stopping like most normal human beings would, he decided to bumper with his car. The woman fell to the ground and he was arrested for suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon. Randy Moss? Yes. Wow. (laughs) 
I had a feeling. I had a feeling. It was ringing a bell. It was ringing a bell. That's new to me. Okay, one more, and then and then I'll move on to the next question. The crime was he stole a bunch of maple bars from a donut shop <laughs> in Renton, Washington, at 3 a.m. before the store opened. In Renton, Washington. Hasselbeck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Golly, Gino. <laughs> yeah. Marshawn Lynch? No. They weren't Skittles, Ben. <laughs> they were yeah, Skittles. It was maple bars. <laughs> maple bars. Okay, I, I give up. Golden Tate. Oh, <laughs> man. He that's was, why probably, you, that's he was why, probably drunk. Yeah, that's time. why you let his ass go. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, can you name at least two sibling coaches? The Harbaugh brothers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's uh, <laughs> the Harbaugh brothers uh-huh. and the Ryan brothers. Yep. Oh, that's there's one right. more. Ooh, there's one more? Yeah. I only asked for two, so you guys... Shanahan? Yep. Father, son. Raiders. Oh, Chucky. Oh, Jay and John. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Both suck at their job. Oh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> we'll see, Ben. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you chose Oakland to win. Well, I think AFC it's a good West, bet. So. It's a good bet on the All odds. Right. Here's, here. It was interesting because I wasn't here for your stadium talk. But my quiz question has to do with stadiums. I'm going to name the stadium, and you need to give me the football team All right. who plays in the stadium. All right. Or did you guys already do this? I don't no, know, no, no, no. It depends on what stadium it is. Okay. Shasta Club Soda Stadium. <laughs> All right. Sports Authority Field. Ooh. We didn't mention that one. Whoa. That was one of the ones that we And I'm not going to open the computer. Uh <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sports Authority Field. You what year? Can't stand this former quarterback who now who now is I, if I say any more former quarterback who is now over this team. Sports Authority. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? <laughs> It's a pig? You know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure, actually. No? Uh, I give up. All right. Support. Apparently, it's the Denver Broncos. Oh, <laughs> Sports <laughs> Authority. Yeah, I can't. Uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, and John I Elway. John Elway. Yeah, the yeah, Peyton yeah. Manning of quarterbacks. <laughs> All right. Ford Field. Detroit oh, Lions. You got, got it. it. <laughs> uh <laughs> MetLife Stadium. New York Giants and Jets. Oh, all right. <laughs> U.S. Bank Stadium. Ooh. U.S. Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. Did we mention that one? No. U.S. Bank Stadium. U.S. US you guys used to be M&T Bank. Bank. I'm going to say Minnesota Vikings. You got it. Ooh, yeah, we did mention that one. You got it. <laughs> Lincoln I'll give that one a frown. I didn't have to finish that, did I? I I think we know who plays that. Okay. NRG Stadium. Texans? Yep, yep. Paul Brown Stadium. Browns, Cleveland. No. Oh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, (laughs) Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sorry. I get two guesses. All right, I got to be quiet on the next one. First Energy Stadium. We have energy and first energy. Who's energy? First energy stadium? Yeah. 
Jacksonville? You just said the team. Texans? Browns. Oh, the br- oh, oh they're the Oh, okay. Okay. Nissan Stadium. Nissan has a stadium? Apparently. Unless this is an article from 1986. The Osaka Golden Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> of no. the Japanese Football League. No. Uh... You loved the state as you were driving through. The Tennessee Titans. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Last one. Everbank Field. Everbank. There's a lot of banks in this. Uh, I know. They make a lot of money. Or they, they, they have hold the money. our money. Everbank? Mm-hmm. The Dirty Dirty. The Dirty Dirty? Uh, <laughs> Jersey. Nope. Oh, Jacksonville? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, very good. I don't know who won, but this was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were very sure. good, for Sonia. Sure. Those that was were... a very good quiz. Sonia always comes up with some very good well, quizzes. I come up better with some fun than ones. <laughs> me and Ben. Because I would not have been able to name any of them, just so that you know. CenturyLink? Well, yeah. But <laughs> other than that, no. Levi's? Okay, and that. <laughs> and the AT&T? Policy, AT&T? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, AT&T. Is that Dal- uh, Dallas? Dallas. Yeah, yeah. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have the betting corner. We have your Ooh. betting corner. Yes, the betting corner is back in full effect, folks. <laughs> uh, just a quick, <laughs> quick update on uh, some recommendations for the upcoming season. We'll make this really quick because we have definitely run long tonight. As usual. As usual. Uh just a really, really quick one. Uh, Houston Texans to win their division, the beautiful, beautiful AFC South. Uh, Texans plus 370 to win the division. Uh, you know, the Colts are obviously favored to win the division. Uh, I think that if uh, if Watson and the rest of that team can pull it together uh, with Hopkins and that defense, I think there's a chance that if Luck struggles this year that they could win that division. So almost quadrupling your money, I think, is a pretty safe, not a safe bet, but it's a pretty nice bet and might be worth the risk, Franny would say you. That's not a bad bet. I just think the Colts will win the division. I don't know if I would take that, but you can put your money on it, Ben. I did. Not my money. It's four times your money. Uh, Next. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I think, I think. Son is giving me the stink eye. I right think. I can't believe uh, this sort of plays into an argument or a discussion that Franny and, had, Franny and I had earlier on the podcast about the Eagles and the Steelers, but the Baltimore Ravens to win the AFC North plus 296. I think triple your money. They're probably the best team top to bottom in that division based on experience level. Uh, I know the Browns have a really, really good team on paper. Um, but the triple your money on on the Baltimore Ravens, I think, is a not the worst bet that you could place. Franny, what do you think? You can throw your money away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so you think it's the Browns the or the Steelers? I, I really do think it's the Browns or the Steelers. The Baltimore Ravens are the third best team in that division, in my opinion. All right, if I had to put you uh, on the spot, would you pick the Browns or the Steelers? I would choose... And my feelings don't matter. 
I would actually choose the Steelers over the Browns. Really? I would. I would. I would. I'm excited to watch the Browns next season. Uh, I, I just think uh, that's kind of weird to say. That's, that's weird. That, that came out of my mouth. I'm excited to watch the Browns. Is that weird coming out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hell did I just say? No, but I, I think the Steelers um, will come out on top. I think they're going to come out this year with a new sort of fire. They want to win. You know, after after did you guys failing, pick after anybody up. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have some. Yeah, Devin Bush, yeah. Uh, Moncrief, <laughs> uh, Nelson. You know, we picked up a corner. We picked up uh, the best huh. defensive. Okay. We'll see. The best linebacker in the draft. We got the best linebacker in the draft. Picked yeah. up a couple wide receivers. Steelers are just more. I, I just think they're motivated this year. After last season, you know, they were basically in the playoffs the whole season until the end. I think they'll come out. Well, they got rid of firing like two on all jokesters. cylinders. Yeah, and and yeah, you get rid of those uh, the headaches there. Addition by on. subtraction is exactly. Say. All right, that's the quick betting corner for this week. Uh, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is a little bit of a housekeeping. Oh, this is very sad since we're going on our little summer hiatus. A we'll bit. see you Just a little bit. We'll see you in a month. Uh, you know, a little over a month, we'll be back on the air. But this is a very sad occasion, but also <laughs> a happy occasion uh, to be replenishing our life force. Uh, and getting ready for next season. So thank you all. Thank you thank you to all of our listeners. It really means the world to us. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstinggold.busproud.com. Once again, that's thirstinggold.busproud.com with your friends, relatives, anyone that you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please, please leave us a review if you have the time. If you'd like to leave us feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com, or you can call us. You can call us and leave a voicemail or get us directly, 818 350 Two six eight zero again. That's eight one eight three five zero two six eight zero. If you leave us a voicemail, please be warned. We may play your message on the show. You can also follow us and look for all of our postings, pictures, and information about the show on Instagram at Thirstand and on Twitter at Goal Thirst. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. Thank you very much, everybody. Unfortunately, we need a short break. <laughs> we do indeed. Sonia. Thank you. Happy summer. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you all, everybody. Mm-hmm.